And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. This is <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Agman and Agman Report. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate that. Oh my goodness, we're broadcasting. Uh, we're broadcasting live from a radio and television studios right here in the um, in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. My goodness, having to having to get everything together all at one time, and it's just not working. Uh, the folks uh, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's the place to be for uh, for. Uh, our show and of course uh, our guest show coming up uh, we're, we're also Somicast folks on Blog Talk Radio you can watch us live and by archive right here on the YouTube on our YouTube channel just go to HagmanandHagman.com that's HagmanandHagman.com there you can find all of the audio and video venues HagmanReport.com that's our website for news information and analysis uh, so don't forget we've got two different websites and also folks you can check our social networking sites Right there as well, um, from our, our websites. We're on Facebook as well as Twitter, at Hagman Report on Twitter, and of course, Hagman Report on Facebook. I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with Phil Investigator Researcher, and most importantly, my son Joe Hagman. Together, we are something I like to call America's premier, premier father-son investigative reporting team. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Joe. We've got a lot of, a lot of things that, you know, we were talking earlier today about all of the, um, my goodness, all of the headlines, all of the things that, that are taking place. But be, rather than doing that, um, we're gonna we're gonna bring Ted right on here, and uh, gentlemen, I'm gonna knock it over to you. Uh, let's bring Ted on right away, and let's get into the subject matter at hand. Yeah, and just a quick announcement before we do that, want to make sure everybody remembers on Sunday, eight to nine p.m. We will be on with Dave Hodges on the Common Sense Show this right. weekend, and we're gonna be doing that each and every weekend, sometimes together, sometimes separate. Um, and that's going to be a thing that we're starting this Sunday. So make sure you tune in to Dave Hodges' The Common Sense Show this weekend. Tonight we got a lot to get into. Um, it's been a long five days, especially oh, for those who've been paying attention to the news and the media. A lot going on each and every day. Um, latest headline to make it across, CIA planned cyber strike on Russia. We have um, news about the new UN chief, how he's a globalist, a socialist, and an extremist. Today, also, Palestine won a victory against Israel. Jerusalem holy site declared Muslim, not Jewish, in a United Nations resolution. And there are, uh, there's a new executive order I want to get into at some point. If we have time, if not, we'll do that Monday. Coordinating efforts to prepare the nation for space weather events that was released yesterday as well as other uh, email links and, and stuff that pertains to the election. But we have Ted, Dr. Ted Brewer. He is going to be our guest for this evening. His website is healthmasters.com. He has a show right here on Global Star Radio Network, 4 to 5 p.m. each weekday. And, folks, you can uh, go to Global Star or uh, Health Masters to get the link to that show. And uh, I'm not sure if Ted's with us now. No, you there, I'm here, Ted? Joe. I'm here. Oh, all right. 
Already I, knew, I knew he was there. <laughs> well, hey, guys, buddy. thank you hey. again for having me on. It's always my pleasure to speak to your audience. And, of course, with all the uh, marketing integrating we're doing with you and me and Dave and everybody else, it's kind of like we have a, a completely integrated audience now as far as all three shows. So it's always just wonderful to be able to speak to my listeners and your listeners and Dave's listeners and everybody's listeners on your show. It's, it's just great for me. I heavily promoted your show today that I'll be on tonight. So, in fact, I didn't do my show today. My wife, Sharon, uh, was the co-host with Austin today, and she's asked if it's okay, Doug and Joe, at the beginning of next hour after your commercial breaks at the 8 o'clock hour, she has a magnesium update that she wants to share with the ladies who are listening tonight as far as what you need to do as far as magnesium supplements and magnesium sure. skin creams and deodorant. We talked about this about a year and a half ago with her. Had a huge response, and she just want to kind of give you guys an update on that. Tonight, for the first couple of hours, or the first hour and a half, or whatever, we're going to talk about health and nutrition. We're going to talk about the FDA. And the reason I'm doing it first is this. I'm still going to cover a lot of the election updates and all the other geopolitical news. But I kind of, like you guys, I'm kind of like, there's been a lot of stuff happening this week already. And so I just want to get a, a kind of a diversion <laughs> for a little bit and get my brain on something positive. In fact, some of the stuff that's being released now as far as vaccine research and how bad it is in the mainstream medicine is actually coming out against a lot of these vaccines now. So we've got a lot of great information that we've been, you know, talking about for years that finally are getting, finally is getting accepted with a lot of the research that's being done. So I want to cover some of that. We want to talk about all kinds of health issues, et cetera. Plus, we have a special coupon for you guys. Again, we always do special stuff for Doug's show that I don't even do on my show, but actually, to be honest with you guys, because it's all integrated anyhow. Uh, we have a Talk to Ted coupon, and what that is, that's a 5% off coupon for anywhere. I'm sorry, it's a 5% off coupon, but the minimum order is $500, and what that's going to do, I know that's a lot, don't, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, you're going to have a 15-minute personal conversation with me. Uh, this is not a conference call. It'll be me and you on the telephone in my office line. We'll schedule an appointment with you. It's like if you get a distiller and a few supplements, it'll cover that. And the first 50 folks that do this, I'm going to add them to my, if they want to, I'm going to add them to my personal outbound email list coming from my house, which I usually send about a half a dozen to a dozen emails a day from my home, from my personal home computer, and you'll have my personal email address if you have any other questions for me. And the reason I'm doing this is I just want to say thank you to all of my Health Masters family and everybody who supported us over all these years. And the, the reason I picked the $500 is simply this. I can't speak to everyone. I, I can't do it. It's not possible. I'd love to, but physically at the age of 61 in a couple of weeks here, I simply can't. I don't have the uh, physical energy or the stamina or the time. So that's why we set this thing at $500 because at that point in time, it's a distiller, which is around $400 and a few supplements, and that'll cover that. And uh, I want to thank you guys so much. And this coupon is going to be good for one week. It's Talk to Ted, and that's the one that's active right now. Just talk to Ted. Anything you want to talk about, you want to talk about Nephilim or whatever, I don't care. We'll talk about it. And uh, we're also going to be activating a coupon a little bit later on tonight. It's called Talk to Ted 5. I believe that's one that you have, Doug. And, and what that does is it's going to allow us the ability to really, really stay in touch with you guys and work with you like on an individual basis and helping us all to try to get through this mess we're in as far as what the country's in right now. So, guys, where do you want to start? I want to go ahead and start about uh, drugs and analysis and grants and more on the Gardasil shot and more of the research that's coming out on Gardasil and what Monsanto is doing to decrease fertility. And then we'll go from there, and we'll start going into some of the world news again and some of the other things. 
No, Ted, that sounds really good. Um, it'll be refreshing to get away from election coverage for as long as you want. So if you want to get into <laughs> well, health I mean, the whole three I mean, hours, we're, we're ready well, to go. I, I will say one thing to start with. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to get started on it because I'm, I'm like you, Doug and Joe. I've been talking about it all week on the show. Uh, you know, my show, again, will be airing this evening after Doug and Joe's show. I'm on every night on Global Star at 10 p.m. after the Hagman broadcast. We run a repeat of the show we do from 3 to 4 live every day. But what I've learned is this, is that, you know, Donald Trump is a human being. He's not perfect. And there have been so many Christians now this week that have come out against this videotape that was released by Bush. Uh, and it, the sad part about all of this is this. He's not perfect. And we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that that was like 11 years ago. His testosterone levels are a lot lower than they were when he was in his 50s. Now he's almost 70. I'm sure that he probably has been eviscerated by saying things about him through the media that simply aren't true. And quite frankly, you know, we've got to give him the benefit as Christians that he's made some changes, that he's been truly born again. And we have to ask ourselves a simple question. If not voting for Donald Trump, then who? Are we going to vote for the witch of Benghazi or the this libertarian candidate who's a joke this year? Uh, not me. I'm not going to do that. This is not that year to vote third party. And is Donald Trump perfect? Absolutely not. Does he say a lot of things that I have to think are ridiculous? Absolutely yes. But guys, you got to look at this deeper. you got to look at the Supreme Court justices that are going to be put on the bench in the next eight years. That's incredibly important. If this court goes further to the left than it already is, I mean, we're going to have a big mess. We're going to have, we're going to have stuff happening in this country, Doug, gun confiscation, everything else beyond belief of what we thought could be possible. So we just have to play, pray for a fair, an accurate and legal election without any more diebell voting machine hacking. And quite frankly, you know, we'll talk about Russia and this global threat of nuclear war that's happening now because of Syria and all the things after we finish with the nutrition stuff tonight, if you guys don't mind. But here's an analysis. Now they're actually running ads disguised as news. In other words, since this banking cartel owns the drug companies and they also own the media marketing as far as the, the advertising and the news shows, uh, Novo Nordisk Canada has funded a comedian's PR campaign about vaginal health, since we're talking about Women's Night. And it says in this article, it's a rare glimpse to get behind the curtain of the pharmaceutical marketing, and it raises questions about what particular symptoms need to be treated with prescription drugs. It started when the, you know, the Canadian Broadcasting learned about a stealth marketing campaign involving a drug company, well-known Canadian comedian, a doctor in a public relations firm. Kathy Jones of This Hour has 22 minutes, is on a mission to get women to start talking about female sexual health after menopause. <laughs> and it says, but nowhere did it say that the mission was initiated and co-sponsored by the Novo Norsk Canada Incorporated, which makes hormonal pills. Nor did the release specify that Jones was paid to give media interviews about this condition. So what they're doing now, and we've done, we've known this for years and years and years, the drug companies are owned by the banks, the the radio TV shows are pretty much owned by the banks and what they're doing is they're actually bringing guests on now Doug and Joe to promote drugs as a news story and they're disguising the stories as news to continue to promote the drugs this is completely and totally as far as I'm concerned just misleading it's just, it's not okay. There's all kinds of folks that have come after these folks for doing this. And what they're doing is, it's kind of like this. When you open up a magazine and you'll see a full page ad that looks like a news story and it'll say on the bottom, advertisement. 
and you have finally, after you've read this entire page, you say, oh, wait a minute, this has nothing to do with the topic that's trying to market this particular product. They do this all the time with Trump, with Trump's children, anybody who knows Trump, now that he's a major draw on YouTube and a major draw on all of this Yahoo stuff, they'll say, Trump's daughter has a startling emission. Donald is shocked. And you, you click on it and go, what is it? Well, she's using some kind of skin cream product. And so this is what they're doing now. This is all back to Bernays, back to the Sabatean way of marketing and advertising. This is what these guys do. They simply want to control everything the way they want to control it. And if they can, they'll basically do it through Hollywood with slick marketing and ad campaigns. What do you guys think about this? Well, I mean... The the internet is you know the uh, new frontier, uh, latest frontier for advertising opportunities, and you know people are taking advantage of other people and the sensationalist um, news that we see continuing to increase. And I, I mean, I don't ever I, I, I'm clicked on you know something like that by mistake once or twice, but um, I stay away from just about any ads on the internet, and I would advise people to do the same. Um, you know, those are bait and switch, uh, type situations that they try to, to con you into to visiting their site as they get paid by the click. Right. So, uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, your firewall protection or your virus protection mm-hmm. will pop up when you do click on something like that, saying that, you know, your, your system might have been compromised by going to, to those sites. That's so right. they're That's right. definitely, uh, terrible for your computer and your system and, uh, I'm sure there's nothing, anything of any value, um, will come across aside from ads. I mean, that's right. Unless people are looking for something, you shouldn't just click on random ads on your computer. <laughs> that's right. Or random news stories that aren't news stories. In fact, here's an article and it talks about the media in Hollywood and how they control all of this stuff. And this is by Jonas Alexis. He wrote this on October the 11th. I'm read part of this because I want to cover this. It's, it's, it doesn't deal with, this doesn't deal with nutrition, but it talks about how Hollywood shapes the consciousness of the country. And it's basically the Kazarian Sabatan mafia in Hollywood. And what it says, it says, if you walk into the film industry and you start interviewing people like Eli Roth, you will certainly learn and hear incredible and bizarre things. Roth would tell you that he aspires to screw up an entire generation through movies, but he doesn't use the word screw. Roth and his brethren have been in the business for years, so they know the drill. Roth probably knows the story of Samson and Delilah. He probably knows that Samson's lust darkened his mind and eventually sent him to his death. Roth almost certainly knows that the best way to destroy the morals of his audience is to prey on their lust and appetite. That's why Ross Bresner have spent years fighting against obscenity laws and pornography in the United States. Fighting against it. In other words, they want to have no obscenity laws and no pornography in the U.S. This is Hollywood. They want to have freedom of expression to do whatever they wanted to do. And, and what folks don't realize is when, when, when Hitler was burning a lot of books in Germany, I'm not saying that's the right way to do this because it's not, but a lot of the stuff that he was burning were the pornography books and the filthy stuff because he didn't want to have this stuff in the minds and in the hearts of the German people. Now he goes on to say, says older, he says Nathan Abrams puts himself, puts it like this, older generation filmmakers and actors such as Woody Allen and Stanley Kubrick and Ron Jeremy, uh, they all basically uh, wanted to match and change the world in their 1990 sensibility by defining it in increasingly sexualized and pornographic terms. Abrams declares elsewhere that this is actually the result of an Atavistic. And I had to look that word up. I'm pretty good with vocabulary, but I kind of wanted to know what that one meant. Atavistic, and that means ancestral. 
It is a result of an ancestral hatred of Christian authority. They are trying to weaken the dominant culture in America by moral subversion. And you see all of this all of the time. Uh, another scholar by the name of Josh Lambert tells us that people like Larry David and Sarah Silverman's challenging America's powerful religious, family-friendly culture and asserting their abilities by glorifying obscenity. And it goes, he goes on to say, and in fact, to Cronenberg, one of the top guys who does this, he said, nothing is true. It is not an absolute. It's only, human, it's only a human construct, very definitely able to change and susceptible to change and rethinking. And you can then be free. In other words, this is the Sabbatean way. Turn everything upside down that God has said to do, and now you'll be free by committing all the sins you want to commit. That's how they're saying, right? This is only, this is his quote. Free to be unethical, immoral, and out of society, an agent for some other power. Of course, that's Lucifer, never belonging. He goes on to say, ultimately, if you're an existentialist and you don't believe in God and the judgment after death, then you can do anything you want. You can kill, you can do whatever society considers the most taboo thing. Of course, this is the teaching of, you know, the, the great Satanist Aleister Crowley and his work directly from Sabatine Levy. He goes, uh, basically, Cronenberg's philosophy, scholar William Byrd tells us, the disappearance of ethics is actually a world unimpeded desires without consequences where everything is permitted. Metaphorically, this is a world of violent video games, of indulgent Hollywood movies, and also the transgressive, boundary-piercing cinema of David Cronenberg, along with sexual corruption. See, guys, this is what you have to understand. Have you ever watched these ads on TV and they line everything back up to sex and it comes to diet, it comes to health, it comes to marketing hamburgers for heaven's sakes. Everything's doing this because this is what Hollywood does. This is how they corrupted the hearts and the minds. But I want to tie that together with the first ad about the ads are disguised as news because that's that's the mantra of Hollywood. Now, a professor receives a grant for a vaccine study then warns the public against the very same vaccine. This is Canadian's National Post. Montreal-based social scientist Geneva Rail of Concordia University received a quarter of a million dollar grant to study HPV vaccine, and then she condemned it, saying the country should establish a moratorium on its use. Rail, who's under fire from critics along with the federal agency that gave her the grant, also said there is little proof that HPV will basically cause cervical cancer. And she goes, she goes on to say she has a doctorate in kinesiology, the study of mechanics and the movement. She received a letter of grant to study HPV vaccination and discourses how they affected teenagers. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about this right now, this is the lady who got the grant to study it. She came out diametrically opposed to it. And now they're finding out that this particular vaccine, this Gardasil vaccine, that what it's doing is it's causing cervical, it's causing these women who are doing it going to go into ovarian failure, these young girls, and their ovaries are actually, in many cases, atrophying, and they're going into menopause, Doug and Joe, before they're 20 years old. How crazy is that? Now, we've talked about this at length, about how they're disrupting hormones and they're trying to change the amount of birth they have in the United States and in the world. In fact, last two weeks, three or four weeks ago when I was on the show last, we talked about that that was an edict that was put out back in the 40s and the 50s from the Joshua group in which they said that we had to have a massive reduction of fertility and massive reduction of births. So this is exactly what they're doing. Now, what they've also done, and you guys already know this, I forgot the paper this was published in, they decided to go into the third world, basically rape it of its resources, which they've done, allow population explosions to occur in the third world, and then to bring these people from the third world into the United States and into 
Europe to basically destabilize everything to bring in a one world government. So it's all about population reduction and it's all about destroying the planet, which is what the guys want to do who are saying turn everything upside down. Now another study that I want to, I want to talk about says that aluminum exposure during puberty disrupts hormonal development. Now I particularly want to talk about this one because this again deals with aluminum chlorhydrate antiperspirant deodorants in the underarms of girls and boys disrupting puberty and changing hormonal development. This is from the Daily Mail Online, reported that scientists in Reading had discovered a possible link between antiperspirants and breast cancer. To my knowledge, this is the first time that a report has mentioned that the use of these products containing aluminum in prepubescent and teenage children may not only be a risk for breast cancer, but also disrupts their normal hormonal development and is linked to other health problems. Aluminum is an unnecessary exposure to these kind of chemicals at an important time in a child's development could damage health in a way that we don't yet know about. At no time in the study did they mention that the unnecessary exposure to aluminum during puberty could lead to a disruption of hormones, which now they know. Exposure of aluminum in vaccines during puberty does the exact same thing, and now they're finding out there's massive amounts of that aluminum uses adjuvants in vaccines, and now new articles are coming out saying, is aluminum the new thimerosal? So if this is true, we have to ask ourselves a simple question. Why are the recommended childhood vaccinations far and above the recommended safe amounts of aluminum? The new Gardasil shot, which we just talked about a moment ago, vaccine contains over double the amount of aluminum than its predecessor, and yet they know it's got over 500 micrograms in it, which is a huge amount of aluminum. So why are in the world are we putting a known neurotoxin into vaccines and injecting it in children? Now, now Leslie Carroll, both of them, said this in one of her articles. She said that puberty in adolescence is a fragile transition. This is a time when the endocrine system is developing its own reproductive rhythm. The neurological, immune, and endocrine systems are all involved in this transition. Introducing any toxin into the bloodstream to infiltrate the blood-brain barrier becomes a, a disruptor. Vaccinating any child at puberty is a, disruption, is a disruption may alter the child's development and the brain won't even mature until that child is in the early 20s. By depressing the immune system, a child becomes more susceptible to other pathogens, and with the high rates of infertility, one must wonder how vaccines play a role. We know that HPV vaccine Gardasil is causing premature ovarian failure in young girls, which we just mentioned. Many are unaware until they, have, until they are ready to have a child and are told by their physicians that their ovaries have atrophied. They are not considered to be in menopause with a total breakdown of the endocrine system. Guys, this is all about the globalist planning of population reduction. That's what the Gardasil shot has been about since the very, very beginning. And ladies, listen to me. Men, listen to me. Please. These are one of, this is one of these shots that I, that I recommend that people don't get. Of course, that's your choice, your decision, but it's one of those things you really, really need to stay away from. Here's another article on aluminum and vaccines. It said, according to the CDC's own statistics, more than 10 million vaccines are given every year to infants. Not so well publicized, however, is the fact that aluminum, a known neurotoxin, is routinely added, routinely added as an additive in many common vaccines to increase their long-term effects. In fact, children today receive a staggering 17 shots that contain aluminum. Aluminum is being now linked to autism and Alzheimer's disease. The brain is a target for aluminum 
warns a life uh, warns a, warns a medical doctor doctor actually he warns that a lifetime accumulation of aluminum in the brain can finally reach a toxic threshold and set the stage for neurodegenerative and autoimmune diseases including Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease now guys if we know that Parkinson's and Lou Gehrig's and Alzheimer's disease can be affected by this stuff in our body why in the world are we getting flu shots Look at your multivial flu shot if you're still getting the flu shot because it's coming into flu shot territory right now. If you're going to your doctor, ask to see the flu shot. And you'll pull out a multivial shot, ask to see the packaging that came with it. And it will say that it contains thimerosal. It also contains aluminum. So you're not only putting aluminum in your body, you're putting mercury in your body. And so I don't take any shots at all unless it's some kind of a medical emergency, which I haven't had in years and years and years. And quite frankly, I would never take a shot that contained aluminum or thysmerosol at any point in my life if I knew that it was in there. Why do you want to inject yourself with no neurotoxins? What do you guys think about this? Well, there continues to be uh, scientific evidence and other evidence by doctors releasing information about the harmful effects of vaccinations and their ingredients into um people all across the world and and one thing that uh they're doing to counter that that i've seen is you know these big flu shot pushes and programs uh receive a flu shot and you know somebody in a third world country will get one um you can receive a flu shot free today and you know get a coupon or ten dollars off uh, your purchase in whatever pharmacy or store and uh i even heard a commercial this week um where it was a uh quick clip of a bunch of different people's voices and they were giving reasons why they they didn't get the flu shot you know um one of them was it was a woman saying i am i am pregnant um trying to implicate that or imply that you should get a a flu shot when you're pregnant and they had several other uh interesting reasons there but this whole um all this information you know it only goes as far as people research or as the media will allow it to be put out and as one of the major um, advertising is pharmaceuticals on tv and we see that the media is in bed with these pharmaceutical companies and you're not going to get real information about the vaccines or their harmful effects unless you do the research yourself because they're never going to come out and admit that these things cause problems ted we are up against our first break we're going to take that now. Folks, you're listening to this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted Breuer. His website is healthmasters.com, and you can listen to him right here on Global Star Radio Network, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern uh, on weekdays, and then right after our show as well, 10 to 11 p.m., he has uh, the his, Global Star link and a wife, 24-hour call line. Yeah, and his wife uh, in Austin did a tremendous job on, on the show. So uh, they, they do a tremendous job on the show as well. So make sure you tune in and listen to both his wife in Austin and his son Austin. We're going to be right back after this with uh, more from Ted Brewer talking about health and alternative health news and other world and geopolitical events. Stay with us.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We are joined tonight with Dr. Ted Brewer from healthmasters.com. We're going to get right back with him in just a second of some announcements. Were you going to do that now? Oh, no, okay, I was, was going to wait. I was going to wait to do that. Uh, all okay. right. I'm confused. No, that's all right. We'll get right back with uh, Ted now, right before the break. Well, we, we should we should announce that on Sunday, uh, folks, uh, uh, joining forces, of course, with uh, with Dave Hodges on Sunday. Tune into the Common Sense Show. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he's working on a a piece, an article that deals with Hurricane Matthew, the Clinton Foundation, and the UN trying to uh, interfere in the, and people are still dying with Matthew, and Bill Clinton put out a, a uh, plea for people to donate to the Clinton Foundation yeah. for Haiti and for other uh, uh, Hurricane Matthew related uh, damages, and uh, he took that to Twitter, and people just, you know, flooded his Twitter account asking where the Haiti money went, and, and Dave's putting together an interesting uh, article that deals with the $2 billion Clinton Foundation earthquake Haiti money that, that yeah. disappeared, as well as what they're doing with Hurricane Matthew. And I heard today the death count in North Carolina was either 24 or 26, as two more people it's a lot of people died today or, or last night yeah. from floodwaters, and that's something we got to keep our eye on, that the media is certainly, uh, you're not hearing about it. And, and just to let people know as well, uh, I, I'll, I'll be issuing a report on on the latest round of email releases because I'm there's going, some good stuff in there. Man, the going through them is te- it's a tedious process. Yeah, there's some excellent things in there, and and the the the, 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 the criminality that's exposed in these emails, and it, people must not conflate anything else with the emails. So the emails are the emails. Benghazi's Benghazi, um, but but anyway. So, so watch HagmanReport.com for information on that, but it's a very tedious process, very lengthy, time-consuming process. Go ahead, Joe. All right, let's uh, go back with, with Dr. Ted Brewer. I don't know if you want to pick up where we left off talking about the um, vaccinations, the aluminum and, and other chemicals that are well, we can, uh, we can, vaccinations. But let, let, let me comment real quick on the emails and real quick, because, I mean, I hate jumping around like this, but it's okay. The emails that Hillary and the Democratic National Committee are incredibly angry about, along with Obama, what they're doing is they're basically, uh, you know, playing a shell game with obfuscation again. They don't want people to talk about what the emails say. They only want people to be mad at the fact that the emails were released. To me, freedom of information from the federal government, all emails by all of these federal government officials should always be released unless there are major, major national security breaches or risks that are classified. Of course, with with Hillary, that doesn't matter. She sends those out anyhow. But the truth is, all of this internal stuff, these back and forth little things they do, you know, with the Democratic National Party and all that, all of that should be public. And so to me, whoever cracked into these systems, whether it was WikiLeaks or the Russians, I don't care. They make a difference to me. No one should care about how the information was released. They should be care about what the information says. Now, with us, we're told that ignorance of the law is no excuse, that if you do something illegal and you didn't know it was illegal, you can be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But when it comes to the Clintons, they know what's illegal, they do what's illegal, and they get to skirt around it all. Now, that's the problem that I have with all of this stuff, guys, is that, you know, I don't know what to make of the fact that the media wants to say, oh, it's Russia, it's Russia. I mean, we're, we're borderline on a war over Syria, you know, with a world war with Russia. And the, 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 the Treaty of Westphalia says that if a country is at civil war, 
that no other country is allowed to go into that country and try to overthrow the government. They're supposed to stay out unless the reigning government that's there asks for help. Well, the Syrian government, Assad, has asked Russia for help. They're supposed to be there. They never ask us to be there. They've asked us not to be there. So we're breaking everything we possibly can because we're angry. Now, personally, do I think Russia hacked into the emails? I don't really care. Don't know. But the problem is they want to believe, make us all believe that because they're trying to precipitate a war to see how far they can push Russia up against the fence. So it's kind of scary. But let's go back to the vaccine child safety schedule. Where is the science behind vaccines? In the case of the childhood vaccine schedule recommended by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the general assumption is that safety of giving infants and children 49 doses, and it's up to 72 in some cases, of 14 vaccines between the day of birth and age 6 has been thoroughly researched and proven safe. That's a lot of vaccines, guys. Many parents, perhaps many pediatricians, would be surprised to learn there are a number of important unanswered questions about the number of vaccines, timing, the order, the ages of which recommended to vaccines are given to babies and to young children. It goes on to say, the report basically says the child immunization safety schedule basically is not medically sound as far as double-blind clinical research. Frequently citing a lack of evidence in high-quality studies, the committee was unable to determine the actual number of doses that were going to affect children, including such symptoms as, listen to this, chronic brain and immune system disorders in children, asthma, allergy, autoimmunity, autism, learning disorders, communication disorders, developmental disorders, intellectual ability, disability, attention deficit disorder, disruptive behavior disorder, tics, Tourette's syndrome, seizures, and epilepsy. You know, guys, you'd think before they start giving all of this to kids, they would actually know all of this stuff to do, but they don't. It's kind of like a guess. Now, the National Vaccine Information Center urges public to help stop the CDC police powers, and it's saying that the United States is very close, the United States is very close to becoming a police state and giving up our constitutional rights to medical professionals. Is the U.S. about to abdicate constitutional rights and liberty to unelected medical officials? And it says that we need to contact our legislatures to stop the CDC proposed rule for forced detention, isolation, vaccination, and quarantine being used on American citizens without due process. Guys, what do you think about the, you know, we, and I, you remember I called this out on your show last year and I said when they start this mess, what they're going to do is they're going to start using the CDC. They're going to be armed and they're going to take people away and they're going to force them to be immunized. And now guess what? Now it's coming to pass that they have passed these laws to allow this to happen. I mean, what do you think the side effects of this are going to be, guys, as far as the population and, and whole if they were being forced to take immunizations? We're one, we're one pandemic away from uh, extinction. That's my, that's my thought. Go ahead, John. And, and there's two important points you bring up. One is the uh, unknown side effects of the vaccines, and you see this a lot with medications, um, and you see these commercials on TV that talk about you know these different lawsuits and settlements uh, for these medications that were given out and had all these dangerous side effects. And um, the side effects themselves, you know, when they when they advertise these medications on TV, some are just, you know, unbelievable. But the important, the, the more important part here is the CDC police powers that you were talking about. Uh, right. We've seen executive orders by the president that, you know, kind of leave a very broad definition of, of what is an illness and what people 
uh, what can happen to people if they show signs of illness is even taking it to the point where uh, any symptom of an illness can basically get you a classification of being sick and uh, forced quarantine. So they're definitely stepping up the police uh, policing uh, inside the CDC and are preparing for what you talked about uh, not too long ago, medical martial law, which they could roll out if they wanted to under these new guidelines. That's exactly right. And that's, that's why I want to ask you guys about that because, you know, I've, and here's why I say this. I can read you all of this stuff from all of these other medical professionals and they can tell you the exact same thing that I've been telling you guys for years. But the problem is a lot of people aren't getting it here as far as what this means. This means if there's a pandemic, like you said, Doug, and we have a basically a breakout of, of let's say we've got, you know, you, you know, Ebola. Eric the tech threw something at me when I said that and he, he kind of twisted his eyes around and that, what I meant to say was one perceived pandemic that's right you know, and then what, they, yeah. then, then what they could do they could say okay let's go ahead and find out all the children right now that have gotten vaccine waivers let's find all their parents let's find everybody let's go vaccinate everybody I mean it could go into a United Nations troop effort of coming into our homes to make sure we're immunized at gunpoint I mean this is crazy, but this is what it could do. And while they're there, they can always make sure with a metal detector and sweep our houses for guns if we don't have a gun available. So it's, the whole thing's crazy. Now here's another article. Autism, autistic sim- symptoms are detected in vaccinated baby monkeys. You know, now they're giving these same vaccines and the same shot schedules to monkeys, and they're also finding out these monkeys are coming down with autism. But again, think about this for a second, and I've talked about this multiple times. If you have a child, excuse me, if you have a child and the child comes down with autism, and then you have another child, the amount of effort it takes to raise the child with autism is just exaggerated. I mean, you know, just exponentially increased. You don't want to have any more children because you don't want to take a chance of having another one with autism or some type of learning disability. So it by itself massively reduces the populations wanting to have more children. Right now, it's about 1 in 40 to 1 in 60, depending on who you read, of children that are being diagnosed with autism. They're saying by 2025, an MIT researcher said with statistical analysis, if the current trend does not change, that it'll be 1 in in 2, 50% of all children will have autism by 2025. By 2035, all boys will have autism. By 2037, all girls will have autism. Now, guys, this is not okay. I mean, there's all kinds of natural ways you can keep your child's immune system strong. We're going to talk about that tonight because, quite frankly, the, the immunizations simply don't work. Maryland now, by the way, is banning thousands of students for refusing government vaccines. Thousands of students have been banned, like in California, from Maryland public schools after their parents failed to prove compliance with the government-mandated vaccine schedules. Students in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade, and seventh through ninth grades must prove they've received a series of vaccines that are newly required by the school system in Maryland. Merck's former doctor predicts Gardasil to become the greatest medical scandal of all time. Now, you think about this. This is Merck's former doctor. This is this is Dr. Bernard Dahlberg, a former pharmacological industrial physician with Gardasil. It says 
He's raised his voice against the HPV vaccine along with the pharmaceutical industries as a whole. He joins a long list of experts from the industry who have slammed the rampant manipulation of controlled clinical research done by the pharmaceutical industry. And so all of this stuff, I'm not going to read you this whole article because it's more about the HPV vaccine. And then finally, we're going to do one more on this, and it's the uh, vaccine dangers. Top medical doctors and researchers expose the truth. And this is, the article starts off with, listen carefully, prominent doctors warn the public about vaccine dangers. Now, I want to read you a couple of these quotes here real quick. It's not just the MMR vaccine, MMR vaccine that causes vaccine injuries. Here are the Here's the words of Jerome Murphy, MD, pediatric neurology at Milwaukee Children's Hospital between pertussis, the DPT vaccine, and seizures. Quote, there's just overwhelming data that there's an association. Sometimes the most damning indictment can come right from the conventional medical authorities themselves, according to both the CDC and Merck manufacture the MMR vaccine, adverse reactions from vaccines on their own paperwork says include fever, rash, fainting, pancreatitis, diarrhea, vomiting, nausea, coma, and permanent brain damage. They say that on their own insert. Doctors from around the globe speak out on vaccines and crib death. Sudden infant crib death, sometimes called crib death, is the unexplained death, usually during sleep, of an apparently healthy baby less than 12 months old. Conventional medicine is at a loss to explain the cause. That's not true. They know, many of them, that is caused from all these vaccines. Now, however, a UCLA study sponsored by the FDA and published in the Pediatric Infectious Disease Journal showed a link between the DPT vaccine and sudden infant death syndrome. Of 145 children who died with sudden infant death, 53 of them had received a vaccination within four weeks. My suspicion, which is shared by others in my profession, is that nearly that the nearly 10,000 SIDS deaths occur in the U.S. each year are related to one or more of the vaccines that are routinely given to children, said Dr. Robert Mendelson. Now, Mendelson basically, uh, I believe he was killed back in the late 80s, early 90s. May he rest in peace. He wrote a really good book called Confessions of a Medical Heretic. He was a pediatrician, and he also wrote a book called how to raise a, spe- a healthy child in spite of your pediatrician, and suddenly he was dead in his early 60s, though he was extremely healthy. Another article goes on to say, sudden infant death syndrome has been reported following administration of the DPT. The insert reads, listen to this, if the significance it continues is unclear, no, it's saying, that it says on its own insert that it can cause sudden infant death syndrome. Now, I don't know how in the world you can read this stuff and these doctors saying all of this stuff and not realize that there's a smoking gun here with vaccines, sudden infant crib death, and autism. And remember last year, a year and a half ago, guys, I broke that story that's got millions of views on that show that we did. Now people have taken that show and cut it up in little pieces and broadcast it all over the Internet, in which we talked about Dr. Brad Street and Dr. Gonzalez, who basically were murdered, who had discovered links with autism and heart disease and diabetes and cancer to Nagalase. And if you guys haven't heard that show yet, you need to go in here. That's the one that we came out on a Saturday night to do the show, and the entire website and everything was crashed for almost an hour before the show got started. Basically, we were pulled off the air. It was the craziest thing I've ever been involved in. It's kind of a scary thing, too, with all these guys that have been dying. Now, here's another really good article. It says a link between sugar, trans fat, and vaccines. Now, I want to cover this one with you because of this. Back in the 80s, I started telling people about the dangers of trans fats, margarines, Hydrogenated oils, Crisco, 
all of these things that basically increase the risks of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. But one of the things with trans fats that most people don't realize is this. Trans fats massively reduce sperm count in men, and they massively increased breast cancer in women. This is margarine. Now, here's the crazy thing about this, and this is an interesting article. I'm going to read part of it from you for you guys. It's by, by, by O'Toole. It said, I grew up in the 60s inundated by commercials for margarines made from hydrogenated vegetable oils that promised that these margarines would keep my cholesterol low and protect me from heart disease. I remember the same commercials. Yet in 2015, nearly 50 years later, in the face of overwhelming scientific evidence of the harm they do, especially to the circulatory system in the heart, the Food and Drug Administration announced that the artificial trans fats of the very sort that made up a good percentage of those margarines are no longer generally recognized as safe. And food manufacturers have three years to remove these substances altogether. Now, the question is this. How come science was so wrong and so backward, and why did it take 50 years to figure it out? And he goes into an article that was published on September the 12th, 2016, in the New York Times, and it says how the industry shifted the blame to fat, and what it said is the sugar industry paid scientists in the 1960s to play down the link between sugar and heart disease and promote saturated fat as the culprit instead. Think about that. The sugar industry paid them to do it. The internal sugar industry documents recently discovered by a researcher at the University of California and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association of Internal Medicine suggested five decades of research into the role of nutrition and heart disease, including many of these dietary recommendations, have been shaped by the sugar industry. They were able to derail the discussion about sugar for decades. Now we know that sugar is one of the primary causes of heart disease, causes of insulin, and we know that sugar causes all types of things, including adult-onset diabetes and also syndrome X. The doc documents show that the trade group called the Sugar Research Foundation, known today as the Sugar Association, paid three Harvard scientists, the equivalent of about $50,000 in today's dollars, to publish a 1967 review of research on sugar, fat, and heart disease. The studies used in the review were handpicked by the Sugar Group, and the article, which was published by the prestigious New England Journal of Medicine, minimized the link between sugar and heart health and cast aspirations on the role of saturated fat. Just like $50,000 and three Harvard scientists basically just laid their lives on the line and said, hey, it's okay to do this, and they knew better. Now, so he says there's several things that are causing this. He goes, some individuals, but not very many, as it turns out, may, but those who put profit before people. That's true. Number two, true believers who ignore the evidence in front of their faces. Now, another people, some people just really want to believe it, and they completely ignore that. This, this is what the Bible talks about, how the God of this age has blinded the heart of the unbeliever. And it doesn't make any difference how much research you show them, Doug and Joe. It doesn't matter how many times you say something to them. It doesn't make any difference. They're going to believe what they want to believe because they'd rather believe the lie. Because remember, Jesus even said, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. Number three, people who figured at least some part of the truth but keep quiet out of the need to preserve their incomes and their careers. Now, in fact, I talked about that on the show I did this morning. Number four, people at government agencies willing to put industry interests before the interests of the public. That happens all the time with the corruption at the CDC. And it goes on to say, corruption at the CDC is so widespread that it isn't hard to find incontrovertible evidence provided by the Freedom of Information Act that they are playing fast and loose with science. The Verstalin study that supposedly gets mercury off the hook in the etiology of autism actually did the exact opposite before the data was massaged four separate times to make a strong dose-dependent relationship go away. Nearly three years ago, a senior scientist at the CDC, Dr. William Thompson, called Dr. Brian Hooker 
an autism dad and advocate and told him that he had been tortured by guilt for nearly a decade because there were a number of irregularities with the MMR study in 2004. They massaged the study. They took out the data to make it not be linked to autism. Now, guys, this is one of the top researchers at the CDC, and he openly admits that the MMR vaccine causes autism. He, he admits it, but not one major news agency has carried that story. Now, think about that for a second, about how this stuff is so corrupt. And see, it doesn't make any difference. It's like this with Hillary in the, in the, in the gang. Hillary and the gang in Washington. We know that she is so corrupt, and we know that her lips move and she lies. I was so proud of Donald Trump on this last debate. He did such an excellent job. And what was crazy is he talks about her 33,000 emails, Doug and Joe, about what she's done and all the ones she's deleted and how she had a subpoena and she still deleted the emails. And then everybody knows that's true. And then she comes out and says in her next statement, everything he just said is a lie. Now, guys, are you kidding me? She got an audible boo from the audience. This is how corrupt our government has become. If the Clinton Foundation were to be fully exposed, it would take the entire federal government down. You would have hundreds of people put into prison over the Clinton Foundation alone and the bribes that have been paid and what's been done from the banks and all the other people they've received money from. And the problem with this is, guys, that the vast majority of the population, particularly Democrats and some Republicans, still don't see the pervasive nature of the corruption of Washington, D.C. And if we as Christians, if we don't stand for what's going on to stop it, it's never going to be stopped. See, our country has already been lost. Now, that's the truth. I'm just going to tell you guys that. Now, this election is a bloodless way to get our country back if we put Donald Trump into the office. If he can do what he says he's going to do, if the exchange stability fund, the takeover of the treasury by the international banking cartels, if all of that stuff can be undone and this incredible shadow government can be dismantled through the CIA, if all of that stuff can be done without getting Trump assassinated, we can get our country back. But guys, it's such a nightmare when you stop and look at everything. I mean, we've dumbed the population down so much with statin drugs, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, tricyclic antidepressants, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, all of these vaccines, all of the fluoride, all of the aluminum in the vaccines, all of the aluminum and antiperspirant deodorants, all of these chemicals they put into the food supply, all of the stuff, the, the glyphosate, all the inflammation this is causing, all of the depression this is causing, all of the additional drugs it's causing, all of these different chemicals and compounds have their side effects and they're causing this mass delusion in the United States and many of the people because they've become a victim. They've acquired a victim status now. Oh, I would get involved with the election, but don't you know I have this disease and that disease? I would get involved in this election, but don't you know I've got this problem and that problem? I'm a victim. I can't be involved in trying to fix the problem because I'm already a victim. So once they acquire the victim status, it pretty much takes them out of the equation and they no longer become a factor in precipitating change in the United States. That's why it's so important that we don't allow ourselves in that mindset. It's important that we don't allow ourselves that victim mentality. And a lot of the victim mentality is what they see on TV every night when they watch a TV show and almost every single commercial is a drug company. And they say, are you suffering with depression or you don't feel good? Or are you having mood disorders or mood swings? Here, take this product. You'll feel great. You'll chase butterflies. You can't help it. You're a victim. You need help. You're a victim. You've got a disease. You're a victim. You don't need to be doing this. You'd be taking this drug. You'll feel better. By the way, the side effects include sudden death. Okay, whatever. Now you think, well, how in the world can you have a sudden death side effect? I don't want to be that victim. 
But guys, this is what yeah. they do. They, they, they put you into a theta brainwave state or, or an alpha brainwave state, and they get, you da- they get you down so low that you believe what they're telling you and you believe the lie, Doug and Joe. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's all. And I was going to say, you know, all, all of the side effects may include death. Uh, you know, that, that makes you really want to pop one of those. Internal like, bleeding and, you know, you know, uh, you know numbness of Rectal your leakage, limbs. too, you know. Uh, don't worry about that. Yeah, uh, it, it's, but you mentioned something earlier, too, about, about the election. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something here right now, and I don't believe any Christian, if, if you identify, self-identify as a Christian, or if you identify as a Christian out there, and you vote for Hillary Clinton, I think that you are a false Christian, and this is my personal opinion. I think you're a false Christian, I think you're a hypocrite, and I think you're, uh, uh, brain damaged. Uh, I mean, at the very least, Don't hold I, I've got I've got more, but I'll stop there. Well, you know, Doug. Here's what I, I will say: this number one, I will say, I can't understand if you vote for Hillary Clinton, who is pro-abortion, okay, who's a known Sabbatean witch, okay, how she's already said she wants to start World War III with the Russians. How you could vote for her. I mean, Beth Moore came out saying bad things about Donald Trump this week, which is ridiculous on her Twitter feed. She's a really big theological woman and a woman teacher. And I'm like, really, Beth? I said that's on my show. I said, if you don't have anything positive to say about Donald, why don't you just not say anything? I mean, why don't you just not say anything? But the problem is, is we've got so many preachers in the pulpit who have lace on their panties. They're wearing panties in the pulpit. There's so many gay guys in the pulpit. There's so many guys that have already signed on to the clergy response team to the federal government that they want to be part of the inside track in case something goes wrong, that they're not going to go against the government, and they're going to continue to vote for the status quo. Well, guys, the status quo in the United States has made the U.S. lead the world when it comes to heart disease, to diabetes, and to cancer. It's taken us from the largest creditor nation to the largest debtor nation in the world. It has taken us to have the highest infant mortality rate of any industrialized country. It has given us cancer as the leading cause of death in our children. It has given us, given us astronomical autistic and autism figures. It has given us astronomical figures within the tens of millions of people who have been diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. This is the status quo. So if you think that's okay, you kind of need to reevaluate what you think is okay and not okay. See, my God that's tells right, us that we're the head, not the tail. You know, we hold, don't have hold to accept that all stuff. We are up against the break. When we come back, uh, you said your wife... Uh, it's coming on to talk about the magnesium packs. Yeah, she's going to come on in the next side. few minutes. As long as you guys want to talk to her, then I'll come back in. I'll talk about vitamin C and shingles. And also we're going to talk about cold sores and herpes and natural protocols associated with all of this stuff. we got a lot of stuff to cover still tonight. All right, we'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer and his wife right after this. Stay with us. Hagman.com. That's the show information, HagmanReport.com. That's the place to bookmark for show prep and material about, well, things you need to know, information you need to know. That's HagmanReport.com. Of course, uh, as I mentioned uh, at the opening of the program, we're, we're on social networking, Facebook, Hagman Report, 
It's on Facebook and at Hagman Report on Twitter. We do have an Instagram account, uh, I guess. Rumor has it now. One of my pictures went up on Instagram today. Yeah, it's uh, Hagman Report on Instagram slash Hagman Report. I have to check it out. I'm not sure exactly which picture it was. My daughter said, oh, well, I won't tell you what my daughter said, but uh, so anyway, Instagram. Bet you didn't know we had one, did you? Before we get back to our guest, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, I want to mention that uh, in these uncertain times, folks, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplish one of life's most basic tasks, and that's cooking, preparing food. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. You know, a disruption in the power supply, and ask those people from the hurricane whether it was, I mean, power disruptions are plentiful around the globe. You, you, a disruption in power supply or fuel distribution will put most people out of business um, or at least cause serious inconvenience, my goodness, for all of us. Now, a, rock, a Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group with the perfect solution. This, in my view, is the Cadillac of all rocket stoves. It's a 50 caliber ammo can that has a refactory insulation. You can actually put it on a picnic table. It doesn't create smoke in case of the that's a concern for you to give away a location or even to breathe it in. It's small, it's lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a conventional kitchen stove. With a decent wood, it's smokeless, as I said, and self-contained for clean storage and transport. It has a, a seal on, on the lid, too, that you can uh, you can put the top on, and it does not give out any odors. And it's great. It's it's a great unit. It is the Cadillac of rocket stoves. That's Minuteman rocket stove, and and it's neat because it cuts down on on your wood gathering, by uh, and processing the wood and such. It uses a tenth of what would be required of cooking the old-fashioned way. Uh, it was required like over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Eventually, the power supply will run dry, especially in emergencies. Burning wood inefficiently requires a lot of manual labor. The Minuteman solves all of these problems it's easy to use easy to feed easy to 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 prepare um folks prepare for your family prepare for yourself order a minuteman rocket stove today it'll make bad times much better that's minutemanstove.com minutemanstove.com one more time minutemanstove.com now Dr. Deb Brower has been kind enough to share three hours uh, tonight with us of our program. And we have an extra special treat. His wife is with us to talk about something special. Mrs. Brower, as I call her. Mrs. Dr. Brower. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) She's she's actually the, the more soothing voice. On uh, on Ted Brower's show, and uh, we're glad to have her. Hey, Mrs. Brower, how are you? Well, she's not quite here yet. <laughs> oh well, hey, pa- paging Mrs. Brower, paging Mrs. Doctor Brower. So she's saying right beside me. What I wanted to mention was on the talk to Ted coupon with the five percent off with a five hundred dollar order, getting my personal emails and all that kind of stuff. If you want mm-hmm. to talk to Sharon instead of talking to me after you hear her talk in the next few minutes, she'll be more than happy to call you back too because she's a mother of four. Uh, she has survived menopause. We've been married for 33 years, which means she survived me. <laughs> and so it's a pretty, it's, a, it's, it's my pleasure that I can introduce her to you guys. So here she is right now, though. She wants to talk cool. about magnesium and, and Trump and anything else you want to talk to her about. Take your time. All right. 
Mrs. Hey, Dad, Brower. How are you doing? Well, we're doing well. How are you? Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Is there any other way to be? <laughs> of course not. And it's it's nice to tune into uh, uh, the show and hear your voice uh, with with your son Austin. Uh, do a great job, by the way. So. Oh, thank you. From today, you mean? Yes. Yes. Oh well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I got on a tear today, which I have a tendency to do. I'm a little bit like my husband. I'm a little tightly wound, and I have a lot of passion in me, but. Um, you know, there's so many things to talk about in a short amount of time, but I really, you know, want to encourage the women out there and the women listeners tonight because, um, can I go ahead and get started? Oh, far away. Okay, Just, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like to take control. Um, the thing is that's, I guess, got me really upset and really concerned is so many of these women evangelists, Bible teachers, uh, leaders in the church that are coming down on Trump about 11 years ago and in his past and stuff like that. And I think the thing that bothers me the most is that they have a high, higher calling, a higher responsibility. They talk to a lot of women. The women admire them. They listen to every word they say as the gospel. And we don't have a choice anymore. It's not, do we vote for Hillary or do we vote for Trump? We've got to vote for what the Bible says. We've got to vote for what's biblical. And that's the line you draw. I'm not saying that Trump's a saint. I'm not saying that, that Trump is perfect. I don't know him personally. We do have some really, really good friends that have a huge church in St. Louis, and they're really good friends with him. They're with him a lot. They're always saying, the more we get to know him, the more we like him. He's, he's honest. He has integrity. And that's who I want in office, someone that we can trust for a change, that isn't going to lie to us, that's going to do everything they say they're going to do to their best possible ability. And we need that today in America. And these leaders in the churches that are biting the Christians, which we need to all be together, just like the patriots, but they, they've got to quit being so adamant. I understand that it's very traumatic to be sexually abused or harassed or something. I never have been. Of course, I've been stalked at Walmart and the grocery store. I mean, that's just that. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about really abuse. I've never, ever experienced that. I can't imagine what it's like. And I feel for any woman that has been. I'm not, put, you know, really making light of that issue. What I am saying though is let's quit picking on Trump about things that happened 11 years ago that they've got to go so far back to pull up dirt on him and let's look at what he's doing what he's going to do to our country so we can get our America our beloved country back again and quit dwelling on something that he said in private now Doug you know as well as I do we all say things in private that we wish we hadn't have said that we shouldn't have said that maybe we should have said different, that may have offended someone. I mean, I remember being younger one time and saying something about a girl in school, and she was right around the corner and heard everything I said. And I guess that's what you call just eating dirt. You know, I was, I was so embarrassed. I was humiliated. I had to apologize. I had to grovel. But we all do that. We're human. You know, that's what grace is for. God's given Donald Trump grace. I'm not saying that, that he's had a born-again experience. I don't know. I don't know exactly where his walk is, but I do know that he's a man of integrity. 
He's got an incredible family. He's got incredible children. He's got an incredible track record. And I really believe he's going to get this country back on track again. But this country has got to come together and quit being divisive. And as Christians, we have no excuse. Okay, if you're going to put down something he's done, are you saying that the better candidate is Hillary Clinton that lies and cheats and steals and is everything in the book? I can't even stand to watch the lady. And I admit, there may be some things that the women don't like about Trump. But we've got to get behind our men as Christian women. And there's got to be more Bible-thumping, Bible, Bible pew-jumping, men of God, truck-driving, gun-shooting, really men again. We're losing that because of all this political correctness and all the garbage that they are brainwashing this generation to believe. And Trump is a man. He's a macho man. Okay, he thinks women are pretty. That's a pretty normal thing last time I checked. But, you know, they're trying to teach the kids that's not normal. So let's get off the kicking parade. Let's focus on the issues here, and let's get him in office. And when we pray, like I said today on the Ted and Austin Brower Show, I said, let's pray like we're supposed to. The Bible says in the New Testament, pray as, that you, as though you have already received so when you pray, we thank you that President Trump is in office. We thank you that our country is doing so well. We thank you that God has given us a do-over and we're getting America back again to show him that we're capable of doing it. We thank you that you expose the lies and all the garbage that Hillary and her staff and the government has on them. Expose the dirt. Let it come to pass. Let it, let it arise. Let it rise up and be exposed. And I, I really believe it is. And when you pray, believe it in your heart. And that's what faith is all about. So if I can say one thing, is have this passion. Get passionate. I'm a very passionate person. I said today earlier that I'm 59 years old and I'm getting ready to be 60. And I couldn't really handle that. I'm like most women. I didn't want to be this age. I never thought, you know, you always think you're never going to be this age. But I'm passionate. I work out six days a week. I eat clean. I take supplements. I take everything internally I know to do for fine wrinkles, for saggy skin, for loss of elasticity, for more collagen. I mean, all the stuff. I'm the same way. But when I do something, I'm passionate. And I'm passionate about this election. So... All I can say is let's all unite and get together. The patriots are doing a good job, but the Christians aren't. You, you know, uh, sure. Uh, by the way, that, that that segment is brought to you by Purple Sticks, available at healthmonsters.com <laughs> and vitamin B12. No, and I, I'm, I'm not, kidding, I'm not I'm a Purple Stick. I'm not a yeah, Purple no. Stick. And, and I love the passion. I, I, I really do. I, I heard a figure. In fact, Rick Wiles had said this, uh, or, or Doc from Rick Wiles said this, uh, I think, a day, day or two ago, that there were, there were 20 million evangelicals that did not vote the last election. Um, and if they would have voted, um, they, it would have made a difference. And it's they're expecting the same, uh, you know, the number of evangelicals to sit out in this election. What in the world is the problem? That, that's number one. Now, now you got me going. And number two, <laughs> you know, these metrosexuals out oh, there, God. these eunuchs that are walking around, these people that have been castrated by, by, by the Obama files, you know, it just blows my mind. Guys grow up there. 
and, yep. and stand up, you know, and mm-hmm. do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and enough is enough. But it's just, you're just getting me fired up now. So, so. grab your gun. Let's go hunting. Let's, 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 let's be guys again. And you know, wives, join your husbands. You know, the, the problem with some of these marriages today is the man's going one way, the woman's going another way, and they're not doing anything together. I got all excited today. I found out, um, that the, the elk herd has gone from, I think, 25 to almost 260 in the Smoky Mountains. And I'm all excited because they haven't reintroduced wolves on the eastern side of the, you know, in, in the mountains over here. So they've got a large herd. And it looks like next year in, um, I think, North Carolina, they're going to have open season for uh, elk hunting. And I'd love to do that. You know, stuff that you can do with your husband, stuff that's fun. You know, get your gun out. Girls, women, go get your gun classes. Go learn how to use guns. Get your concealed weapons permit. I mean, the way I look at it, if you want to be a real woman, you got to have a gun. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, ma'am. Well. Yes, ma'am. What can I say? I love what can it. I say? <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it's a responsible thing to do because otherwise you become, uh, and you, you mentioned it, and, and Ted mentioned it earlier, you know, we, we, we have a society of, excuse me, professional victims out there. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of it is self-inflicted, which is just crazy to me. So, so, we have remedies to avoid being professional victims and, and arm, arming yourself, knowing how to use a gun oh, and yeah. uh, taking care of yourself. And, and you do. And, and, and folks, this, sure, Sharon Brower practices what she talks about. I mean, she takes care of herself. She uses her own products, of course, their own products. And, and, uh, it's our responsibilities, you know, as, as, as Christians to take care of ourselves. And uh, so we can help others in in so doing. So yeah, absolutely. I think I think one of the worst things that someone could do is for God to put them in a leadership role like He's put us in, and for that person not to take it seriously with passion. And if they're using a product or they're promoting a product or their 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 company has a product, they don't know, if they don't believe in that product, then don't be selling it. If you're not using what you're selling, I'm talking about anything. Because for instance, like our magnesium protocol. For years, I had suffered with spinal stenosis, which is like bone spurs on your spine. Very, very painful. I I realized I had to get off sugar. Now, I used to be addicted to sugar. I was a sugarholic. You know, you talk about alcoholics. I was addicted to sugar, and it's a real addiction. An addiction is an addiction. I don't care what it is. But I know we went out. Ted and I went out on our first date. Um, he asked me what I wanted. I wanted a hot fudge cake, you know, with the ice cream and the chocolate. Because I used to eat ice cream for breakfast at FSU when I was in college. I mean, I was from the junk foodaholic generation. And my parents would give me $100 to go to the commissary at Eglin Air Force Base. And they said, whatever you have left over, just get whatever you want for snacks. And I think I knew every single little Debbie there was. My diet was just horrific. Well... After Ted and I got together, I had really high, high, high uh, sugar headaches, which are in the temple of your head. It was very painful, but I never really complained about it. And he said, Sharon, the high sugar headaches are from, you're, you're borderline diabetic. Now, low sugar means uh, you're going to have a headache in the back of your lower neck. And I said, is that why I have the headaches? He goes, yeah, you've got to get off sugar. He goes, now, what you can do, because Ted knows me. He's got to give me my options, but he's not going to tell me what to do. He says, you can do this or do that, and then I decide because I'm, I'm pretty, uh, 
uh, well, I'm a lot like he is, but you know, he's he's a triple A, and I'm just a a, a, a single A. So I, I, I wouldn't stand to, in your way. I submit to my husband because number one, it's scripturally he's the high priest of our home and he's our spiritual leader, and I admire him, I respect him, and I do that. But you know, I've got a little kick to me, and I have to be very careful with that. But so he said, you can go cold turkey. Just get off the sugar, or we can take you to the doctor, and what they're going to do is they're probably going to put you on insulin shots. Well, of course, I didn't want to go and have insulin shots. No, I was going to go cold turkey. I was tough. I experienced headaches like I never knew I had before. It, I couldn't even sleep at night. They were so bad. And after about two or three weeks, I started noticing they were subsiding. I had been off the sugar. I started cleaning up my diet. And now today, I'm pretty much sugar-free. I'll use stevia. I'll use monk fruit. I use a little bit of coconut sugar. But I really like to stay away from it. I noticed that when I eat it, I kind of itch because it does cause fungus. It actually robs calcium out of your bones. And when you're in your 50s or your late 50s like I am, which I'm embracing, by the way, I told you that. But when you eat the sugar, it robs the calcium out of your bones. It causes the osteoporosis. And it's just not healthy. It also causes fine lines. And I've noticed that. We were on a cruise years ago. And I was in the middle of writing one of our books. I don't know, maybe one of our cookbooks. And I wanted to do an experiment. And the cruise was a perfect place to do it because you had just unending desserts. I mean, it, it, you could eat as much as you want to. This this cruise actually had free, um, I think it was either Breyers or Haagen-Dazs ice cream on tap. And so I thought, I'm just going to eat and eat desserts and eat as much sugar as I want and see what happens. By the fourth day, my face, I looked, I kid you not, five to six to seven years older from fine lines in my face. I immediately stopped, and when I got home, and about a week later, I had totally gotten off the sugar. This was an experiment just for me, to, I guess, to prove to myself I could do it. My skin had improved almost 75%. The fine lines were dissipating, and my skin looked a lot better. I didn't look as tired because the sugar wasn't taking all the nutrients out of my system. So we live it, we believe it, we walk it, we talk it. It's just like with what you do with investigations. If you don't believe in what you're doing, then find something else to do. Because in this world today, people aren't going to put up with that. They want real and they want honesty. And we're about as real as they come. We're going to tell you the truth. You may not like it. We're going to give you your, our opinion and you may not like it. But at least we're honest and you know that we believe in what we're talking about. I, I love that. You, you know... People can tell if if you're not passionate about something, if you don't believe in what you're doing, if you're not real, as you say. Uh, uh, yeah, people can tell, and it's it's more than if if you're not putting your heart and soul into what you're doing today, then stop doing it. Because that's, that's good. I, I mean, you know, what else is there? And, and I really think that you know, look, we I, we're short on time. Not your time, not not the show's time, but we're short on time in general. Okay, I'm out of here. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. Um, don't make me come down there now. No. Um, uh, but but so yes, it's important for us to, to do everything that we possibly can. I mean, put the pedal to the metal, and uh, in order to do that, we have to feel good and we have to. Uh, be effective and, and, and be uh, physically fit, or at least as best we can. And, and we have a lot of people out there who are infirmed and impaired that are listening to this. But yes. but you know, aside from that, um, the, the people who are out there who are um, c- kind of just normal, and I use that word 
nicely um, without without obvious impairment or without impairment. I mean, let's uh, come on, man. You know, let's let's get together and let's uh, make a difference in the world in which you, which we live. And that's why I like uh, you know what you and Ted do, what you and Ted do as well. Oh, thank um, you. I tell so Ted, really I said I'm, I'm I'm Abby normal. <laughs> I'm far from normal. But <laughs> but what I was saying, I guess earlier, because I know we're talking to a lot of women and men too. This goes the same as men. Uh, when I had realized the magnesium was so important and how hard of a mineral it is for the body to absorb when when you take it internally, it made me start checking and Ted checking and, and, and trying to figure out what we could do to help me because, you know, here I am. And what we do, and it's kind of a joke around our house, you know, we can't age, we can't get sick, and we can't gain weight. And it's been like that, especially on TV. We don't do as much TV anymore, but when we did TV, it was kind of a joke around the house. You know, well, we can't do that because this is what we do for a living. But I'm being facetious. But we found an incredible manufacturer that manufactures dead sea salt, which is a magnesium salt, which works so well to absorb into the body. We actually soak our feet in the magnesium salt water once a day. We got one of the um, foot soaks from Amazon. It's amazing. My energy levels, and yes, it's what, after 8 o'clock, I haven't had a purple stick, which you know I do from time to time when I work out so I can get a good workout. I haven't had a purple stick. This is me just on water right now. I'm, I'm very high energy. I feel great. I'm 59, and I'm embracing it. I guess I had to because my husband kept saying, you're going to be 60 real soon. What are you going to tell everybody? Well, you can't lie. I'm like, yeah, I guess I've just got to give me time, Ted. I'll embrace it about two months before my birthday. But back to the magnesium. It's been great. I like the magnesium sports balm. What that is, it's a cream that is, oh, it has arnica in it, a lot of essential oils. But the combination that we got our manufacturer to put together with this magnesium salt in this cream is phenomenal. Every single morning, I rub it on my back. I rub it on my lower back. I rub it on my feet after I soak them. At night, I put it on my back again. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm not stiff because I do have a tendency to push myself really hard in the gym. And, you know, I rub it on my hands so they're not stiff. It's amazing. I just I can't talk enough about it because it did it did heal my spinal stenosis. It's totally gone. I'm 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 doing great. Uh, we had a friend recently that had bone spurs in the bottom of his feet, which had to be tremendously painful. I can't even imagine. And those are disappearing. So uh, you have to remember that it that's uh, well, I think over three hundred. Sure, tell us what the product is again. It's it's our magnesium salts. Okay. But there's a cream, you said, right? Yes, it's the it's the sports cream. It's the magnesium the sports, sports balm, okay. and okay. it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it's we've got athletes on it. We've got uh, I think a basketball team just got put on it. Was one of the Heisman Trophy winners, one of Ted's friends. He has a basketball team now. He's retired. He put his team on it. And it, again, it increases energy. Over 350 biochemical reactions depend on magnesium. The problem is you can't get it all internally. It's important to take it internally, but you're not going to get what you need. And I just did an article today on the show earlier about how it boosts the brain as far as memory, as far as mental acuity, as far as sharpness. 
it helps reduce cortisol which is the stress hormone which coffee is the main reason we have the the cortisol levels so high and the uh, cortisol is stored in, in the belly fat now that right there made me quit drinking coffee because it's hard enough to have to fight your stomach as you get older and then having to drink coffee and fight that you know that's even worse but the magnesium was great I know I pretty much have finished up menopause now but it helps with a lot of menopausal symptoms and let me let me real quick because I feel like I need to talk about this let me talk to the women out there that are pre-menopausal because some women start menopause like in their early 40s okay you just to let you know uh, yeah. we have about one minute one and a half minutes till the oh, break so is this whatever Joe? you want to Yes. Okay, th- thanks so much. Okay, let me just tell you real quick. The menopause support program, we have it at the office if you want to call in and order it. But it, what it does, it helps with the mood sw- swings, it helps with the irritability, it helps with all the deficiencies that you go through in menopause. It helped me. I put this together because my husband couldn't live with me when I was going through menopause and we knew we had to figure something out. This is a protocol that we put together. You can call Health Masters up and uh, ask them about it or go to our website and that's my commercial for tonight and I guess Ted will be on after the next break and oh I've enjoyed so much spending time with you guys and yes when are you coming down to Florida well hopefully sooner than later um, <laughs> you know we're up here in the northeast it's been beautiful even the first in the 70s flake. the next couple yeah, first, days first, so. snow, first snow y'all have or when it gets really cold y'all come on down and visit us absolutely We'd love to. Oh, and, and also bring me some more of your, your bumper stickers that have the dog on it. I really like those. Well, thanks. We will. That, we, yeah. we will. Mine's faded well, we'll, out. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my. I'm embarrassed. Well, 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 thanks for spending the time with us, uh, Sharon. And, oh, it's uh, been my pleasure. Uh, man, how, how great is that? We'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer after this short uh, break. Stay with us on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Listening to the Hagman Report, of course. You're looking at the headlines. Are, are you? Are you even? Even the uh, the headlines of the mainstream media. CIA plans cyber strike on Russia. Defcon warning upgrade. Moscow ready for war. That's just for starters. That's just that's just for starters. Uh, of course, everything is fine. Nothing. Nothing to see here. All right. So, uh, of course, you had uh, Obama. Meeting with uh, some advisors today to talk about what to do, and, and we've long said that um, the global war, World War Three, is going to start in Syria and over Syria, and, and this is exactly what we're seeing in the proxy war with Russia. The yeah. CIA announcing it's going to start cyber attacks on on Russia at a time they determined Joe Biden was talking to Chuck Todd for Meet the Press interview, and he said we're going to do it on our terms, but they. They do plan on doing it for their alleged interference in the 2016 elections. That's the excuse the administration's using. 
But but what, what a bunch of brain dead people out there! You talk you talk about war, you talk about the headlines, you talk or, or, or the 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 real important things. You, you know, what do you think about the, uh, the the situation with Russia? Um, all the all the harsh words, and then you know you get this gaping mouth, uh, bug eyed look at you, like you know you got two heads. Uh, seriously, what what you know what's going on? I I didn't hear anything about that. So, um, you know, I feel sorry for those people that uh, are not plugged into the truth. But folks, it's getting bad, and I'm telling you right now, prepare, 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 pray, get prayed up, and get prepared up. And and uh, you know, speaking of of, of being prepared, uh, just real quick here, uh. uh if you've got batteries, you know if if there is an EMP, you're gonna want um, you're gonna want some some way to charge or some 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 alternative power. Green Innovative, it's a small company in Florida. They've created something called a GMAG power cell that produces electricity by adding salt water to the unit. It's a it's the newest development from uh, Green Innovative. Go to HagmanReport.com, click on the link to Green Innovative. It's the Super GMAG battery recharger with replaceable magnesium power. Power pucks. The Super G Mag charger will charge the rechargeable batteries in just in a matter of hours. Double A's, triple A's, and of course um, you've got uh, other options there as well for power charging. You don't need sun. You don't need wind. You, you don't need a hand crank, a little uh, chipmunk on a wheel. You don't need that. Uh, all you need is a little ordinary table salt, about two teaspoons, a little water, and there you go. Shake it up for a few seconds. And you've got a charger for your rechargeable batteries. Folks, it's affordable. It's lightweight. It weighs about eight ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof and environmentally friendly. This is exactly what you want. We offer nothing but the best here at Hagman and Hagman Report. This is the GMAG power cell and it is the, the Cadillac of, well, it is a one of a kind product, really. It, again, uses salt water to charge. Uh, batteries. We've used it. We've field tested it. It works. It's great. Super GMAG charger has an indefinite shelf life and will charge an unlimited number of batteries by simply replacing the power packs when necessary. Has no moving parts. It's uh, it's just a fantastic piece of equipment and it's a, a definitely a eight ounces is all it weighs. So uh, it's good for your bug out bags and for your emergency uh, shelf preparations. That's GreenInnovative.com for the GMAG power cell. And of course, you need to feel, be feeling good too, so don't forget we've got Ted, Ted Brewer on for Health Masters. HealthMasters.com. That's HealthMasters.com. Folks, Ted, uh, Dr. Ted Brewer is on with us tonight, so I'm going to let him talk about his products, but it's products that we use, and I'll tell you, we feel a whole lot different. It's made a different in our, a difference in our lives. That's HealthMasters.com. Uh, but there you have the headlines. So, war looms, and we're at the precipice, in my view, of World War III. How's that for a real, uh, downer, right? But that's the, that's the fact. I mean, we've been saying, we've been saying this. So, um, it's more than, uh, who looked up, uh, whose dress or who had the tent pole on the airplane or whatever. It's, uh, and I won't get into that, but, uh, so anyway, Dr. Ted Brower, thanks for holding on, and uh, let's rock. Okay, good to be with you again there, Doug. Uh, I tell you what, man, Sharon's fired up tonight. She's really uh, yeah. <laughs> put her back on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well put her back on. Let her finish the show. I think what am I doing here? She can finish the show for me. Uh, I don't, did she talk to you about her arthritis that she had in her hands? 
Well, she referenced it via the magnesium cream, but but certainly it did not not in detail, not on this oh, episode. Oh yeah, she had no. years ago. We had a, a maintenance guy die. His name was Michael Ferry. May he rest in peace. Wonderful man. And he ended up basically uh, just being gone. And we had a bunch down here in Florida. If you're not using glyphosate, you get weeds everywhere. One day she got so mad at the weeds, she went out and started pulling weeds up. The next day her hands were swollen to the point where she couldn't close them, Doug. She had excruciating yep. pain in her hands. And this went on for, gosh, for a couple of years. And she couldn't open up a bottle. She couldn't open up a can. I mean, nothing. And this is a woman who is a black belt in, in taekwondo who won first place in the U.S. Open in open martial arts championships in weapons competition, and she couldn't close her hands. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. And so, uh, you know, I, so we didn't know what to do. It kept getting worse and worse and worse. We tried all these different products that we have, and it helped a little bit, but it wouldn't get rid of it. When she started soaking her feet and doing the bathtub soak in the magnesium, not only did her spinal stenosis go away, but her hands were able to be closed again, and she has no pain in her hands anymore. And the craziest part about all of that was, I remember she'd on, she was on this magnesium for like two months, and I wasn't really a big believer in yet in topical magnesium, and she's running around all geeked up like she is right now. And I told her, I said, what in the world's up with you and your energy level? She goes, man, I don't know what to tell you, Ted. She goes, I feel so good, it's ridiculous. And she goes, you need to get all this magnesium stuff. And sure enough, I started on the magnesium stuff, Within a month, my energy went through the roof also. It's just that your body requires so much magnesium, and the problem with it is when you take it orally, it works like it works like a laxative, and so it pushes through your system, and it doesn't absorb very readily. But when you use magnesium chloride, like the stuff we have in the salts that we use, it absorbs through the skin much more readily than it will through the intestinal tract. That's why it works better as a sports oil or as a cream. Plus, the deodorant now has been shown to has been linked to to, to breast cancer, the uh, the aluminum chlorhydrate antiperspirant deodorant, and we have a phenomenal deodorant that we use that we have that's a magnesium deodorant that doesn't have any problems with and like. Uh, aluminum chlorhydrate in it and it does a great job and it actually works so I want her to talk about all that today but she got all carried away started talking about you know why women and guys and everybody should be supporting Trump and I thought she did an excellent job as always now let's talk about vitamin C shingles and vaccination the pharmaceutical industry and many doctors appear to be making great efforts to get as many people vaccinated against the shingles uh, more commonly known in medical circles as herpes zoster the infection is typically characterized by blistering skin rash and extreme Extraordinary pain for most individuals. Now, a lot of people remember the remember the uh, late Zig Ziglar. Doug, you may have heard of him. May he rest in peace. He was a very good yeah, friend of mine. I, I met him and met him and yeah. listened to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, phenomenal motivational speaker, sales trainer, all of the above. He called me up one time because we were buddies. In fact, I dedicated my first book, Break uh, Maximum Energy, to him. And I remember Zig told me one day he goes he called me up and he says Ted can you help me I said what's wrong he goes man I got really bad shingles man I am in excruciating pain and we put him on a protocol included large amounts of vitamin C and he had massive massive relief from that within just a few weeks and what was interesting about this is the clinical response of shingles to vitamin C therapy is decidedly different from the response to traditional therapies while there are not many reports in the literature of vitamin C and shingles the studies that do exist are striking and to show that when you take vitamin C intravenously and you also take it orally, that within just a few hours you're going to have massive, massive pain relief in the majority of the patients who receive the vitamin C intravenous injections. In fact, it says all patients who receive a total of five to seven vitamin C injections basically were better within a period of just several hours. So guys, if you're suffering or know someone who's suffering with shingles, get them to a doctor that can give them large amounts of vitamin C intravenously. It also works very well for chickenpox, which is another type of virus. In fact, there's another there's an article here before Dr. Kloner 
he said before his studies were even studied back in the in back in the 40s we reported success with 44 shingles patients receiving vitamin C injections or intravenous vitamin C. In another study, complete resolution of shingle outbreaks, outbreaks were reported in 327 out of 327 patients receiving vitamin C IVs within the first 72 hours. I'm going to repeat that. 100% success in getting rid of shingles within 72 hours with intravenous vitamin C. And this is a study that was done by Zurich all the way back in 1950. Now, the problem with this is, is that these old studies, they're still good because a lot of the drug companies weren't involved. Because but remember back then, they weren't doing a lot of these intervention drug therapies. They were using vitamin C and other natural protocols, and they weren't using many of the sulfa drugs. So what's great about these is that these old studies are legitimate, and they were done correctly. But that's 100% success with folks who've had shingles within 72 hours using vitamin C. Now, Vitamin C accumulating inside of viral particles can actually rapidly destroy viruses by doing this. I'm going to give you the clinical on this now. The spike of the bacteriophage virus is laden with iron, and the focal fenton reaction is probably how it penetrates its host cell membrane. Viruses accumulate iron and copper, and these metals are also part of the surfaces of the viruses. As such, whenever the concentrations are the highest, vitamin C will focally upregulate the Fenton reaction and irreversible viral damage will generally ensue. In other words, it kills the virus. Fenton activity and this upregulation is the only real documented way by which virus, pathogens, and also cancer cells can be killed by vitamin C, and it is the stimulation of this reaction by vitamin C that makes it therapeutically effective in resolving many infections and cancers. I know Katie Dave, Dave Hodges' old co-host, uh, basically she was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. And one of the things that she did with her doctor out there in Denver is she started taking intravenous vitamin C twice a week, Doug, along with turmeric, iodine, D3. And what ended up happening after about six months, she went back to her doctor and she'd been diagnosed with a very aggressive form of breast cancer. And the doctor told her that her breast cancer was gone. It didn't exist anymore and could not understand what she had done because she was told that the only way she could get it to be cured was chemotherapy, radiation, and a mastectomy. And she was able to avoid all of that. So guys, listen to me for a second. There are natural approaches to the treatment of many different types of diseases, even though if they're not generally recognized here in the United States. Chemotherapy and radiation and surgery are not necessarily the only remedies associated with cancer you know, uh, treatment protocols. It's just that in the United States, that's what's promoted primarily by the big pharma corporations because there's so much money involved in these types of treatment protocols. And now, we're, Ted, if ahead. I can, if you if you know, uh, you know, somebody who starts the uh, medical association approved cancer treatments like chemotherapy and whatnot, what are the uh, survival rates of somebody who undergoes chemotherapy? It depends. It depends on the cancer itself, what type of cancer it is, and also what was also interesting. A study was done, and I and I read this. I've got it over there. If, if in the next break I can try to find it, it was less than two percent increase of the uh, uh, efficacy of the chemotherapy in most cancer types. In other words, it's only like two percent effective, and it kills a lot of people within the first six to eight weeks. In other words, the person dies from the chemotherapy before the cancer ever has a chance to kill them. I had a good friend of mine, his name was Richard, and I'm not going to give you his last name because a lot of people know who he is, and I don't want to say what I'm going to say and have him be disparaged like this, but he's a, he was a great guy. In fact, it was interesting. He had a, a, 
I can't, I can't tell you that story, but I can tell you a different story. Uh, Richard called me up and he had a problem with prostate cancer. He was like 70 years old. And he ended up saying, you know, what should I do? And I said, well, talk to several doctors before you do anything. And I said, quite frankly, Richard, prostate cancer is usually so slow growing, you'll die of something else before you die of the prostate cancer. And he said, well, the doctor wants to do the surgery, the radiation, the all the stuff they want to do and put these radioactive pellets in me and all that kind of stuff. And I said, Richard, I said, talk to the doctor who doesn't want to do all that stuff and find out what the long-term prognosis is if you basically don't do anything. Because, again, prostate cancer is extremely low, slow growing, but it's got to be your decision. And he said, okay. Well, we sent him a Christmas card that year. That was like in September. And basically came back in January with his wife had written us a letter back in return and said that Richard had died like two months after he started the prostate treatment protocol. Dead, you know, from the treatment protocol, not from the prostate cancer. Now, this happens all of the time. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I always tell people, Try to find yourself a medical doctor in your area who's willing to work with you as far as cancer, a cancer protocol, who's not going to want to use the chemotherapy or the radiation and all these different types of things. It's really important that you understand that because the truth is a lot of people die from the treatment. And so if, if that's the problem, if you're trying to destroy your entire immune system, which is what, what chemotherapy does, and all of these cells, including your immune system, doesn't it make sense if you just made your immune system stronger? It might get rid of the cells to begin with. That's how I always look at the whole thing with cancer. In fact, now we have an article here that says, Would Bayer and Monsanto join forces to monopolize world agriculture? And it's a power grab like the world has never seen before. It's a marriage between Monsanto and Bayer. It's become the world's largest seed and pesticide conglomerate. The implications of such a union are enormous. Not only will food prices soar, but genetically modified foods may become our only choice, and deadly pesticides will be used more now than ever before. And the craziest thing about this is, this is being put together by the Rothschild Group. I mean, of course, we expect yeah. all that. We <laughs> and Bayer was the comp- was it I I G Farben in the yep. Nazi Germany. Yep. Um, so what you have is the Nazi Germany era company that was used by the Nazi government to help carry out their experiments and uh, you know Holocaust yeah, concentration camps. Yep, that's right. Teaming up with the biggest polluter of our food, Monsanto, um, nothing good can come of this. No, it's, it's just absolutely horrific. In fact, here's another article how Monsanto promotes worldwide infertility. It says Monsanto has long been infamous in the manufacturing, bringing them a such, the market such chemicals as DDT, Agent Orange, Aspartame, Roundup, etc., dioxin. And it says Monsanto and polychlorinated PCBs. You everybody sure those are those are polychlorinated biphenyls. In the latter part of the 1920s, Monsanto was the largest producer of PCBs. This chemical was used as a lubricant for electric motors and hydraulic fluids and to insulate electrical equipment, old fluorescent light fixtures, and electrical appliances with PCC, PCB capacitors may still contain the chemical. During the years PCP was manufactured used, there were no controls based on disposals. Now this stuff is in our water chain. Now we know that this stuff causes cancer. And again, this is one of Monsanto's big deals. They also use butyl phenol phthalate, another Monsanto product, and it was, it was recently implicated in cell fat storage in human fluids and accumulation of fat cells. And it's used in the manufacture of vinyl tile as a plasticizer in PVC pipe, carpets, conveyor belts, and weather 
stripping in your home and office, and has also been linked to infertility. Low sperm count and infertility are affecting animals and humans, and it says that human male sperm counts are down up to 90%. Again, guys, think about this. These guys who manufacture these products, they know this is going to happen. They know you're going to have a massive reduction in fertility, and it goes back to the show we did last month in which we talked about one of the primary goals they had was to reduce the population of the planet. So if glyphosate is doing that, they're simply not going to take it off the market. Now here's another one. It says that glyphosate or Roundup actually alters DNA and it makes you more chronically ill. This is by Turberville. It says a new review of scientific literature is linking one of the most well-known and notorious herbicides in the United States to a variety of diseases as a result of a mechanism that modifies the function of human DNA. Now they're modifying our DNA. Glyphosate pathways to modern disease, amino acid analog, and glycine in diverse proteins. The whole study that was done on this, and it says that this thing has been linked now to Alzheimer's, asthma, obesity, Parkinson's disease, diabetes, and Lou Gehrig's disease, or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. It says Samuel and Seth ultimately concluded that glyphosate is not only harmful to human health on a number of different levels, but that the toxic herbicide, unfortunately, one of the most heavily used in the United States, must be removed from the food supply and the environment as a whole. They spray crops with this stuff right before it's harvested. And that's why we're having so many problems with gluten intolerance, celiac disease, intestinal disorders, because it directly affects functional cellular activity and bacteria effect, in fact, effects in the large intestine. It's unbelievably bad. There's another one. It says glyphosate proves incredibly hazardous to women, affects fertility, why promoting uterine cancer. I mean, the stories just go on and on. The current issue of Toxicology Journal details the first study in glyphosate more than 40 years on the market to study its effect on uterine development. And the study group of researchers injected new rats with a commercial dose of glyphosate while the control was given a saline solution. And, of course, they ended up with uterine cancer. So, guys, listen to me for a second. This stuff is bad. If you're not going to do anything, stop using glyphosate or Roundup around your house as a weed killer. You can use salt. Go to your local hardware store or grocery store or whatever. Even pool salt will work. That's what we use. And just sprinkle salt on your driveway or your pavers or whatever you need. It'll kill, it'll kill weeds almost immediately. And the crazy thing about this is, is that people can do that without harming the environment. And that's what we do here at the house all the time, like I mentioned earlier. And guys, we have gotten rid of the glyphosate here. I don't like it being sprayed anywhere because, you know, we live close to water here in Central Florida because our ground aquifer is only like four feet down with this, with this water table. so shallow here. We don't need to be poisoning everything. Because, gosh, what would happen if we actually had to start using water and filtering it and trying to get glyphosate out of it in order to survive in the event of an EMP or some kind of catastrophic governmental collapse? Now, here's another article. It says, Health Risks Associated with Smart Meter Wireless Emissions, Radio Frequencies. And it says that based upon the review of peer-reviewed literature over the past few years, one of the studies that helped convince me that the exposure to low-level electromagnetic fields could indeed be harmful included electromagnetic hypersensitivity, evidence for a novel neurological syndrome by Andrew Marino, Ph.D. And what they say in this article is that the chronic exposure to electromagnetic energy from smart meters causes risks to human health that go far beyond the capability of the energy to trigger hypersensitivity reactions in sensitive persons. A large literature in experimental biology indicates that man-made electromagnetic energy, including that from smart meters, causes biological effects involving every essentially physiological process that occurs in living organisms. Every process. A large literature in non-experimental biology shows that man-made electromagnetic energy, including that from smart meters, is associated with a plethora of human diseases, and people who suffer from pre-existing conditions are particularly 
vulnerable, and all of the complaints suffer from such conditions. Guys, you've got to turn off your Wi-Fi at night. You've got to get rid of smart meters. If you're not going to get rid of the smart meters, they won't take it off. Put a lead blanket around it on the inside and the outside of your house so it doesn't go through the garage and get you that way. You can wrap a lead blanket around it. Just keep the front open so they can read it if they're not reading it, you know, from a distance and get this stuff so it focuses away because it basically goes in all directions and at least block it from coming into your house. A lead blanket, you can get that lead and you can actually form it around the meter and around the meter box and around the meter in your house to make sure it's ventilated so it doesn't overheat. And guys, it'll really help to block this electromagnetic energy and turn off your Wi-Fi router every single night. Turn off your cell phones. Don't sleep with those things under your pillow next to your bed. Don't do it. These are little microwave transmitters, especially if you've got a Samsung phone with those new notes. It may explode and catch on fire in the middle of the night. So guys, learn to stay away from electromagnetic frequency. This morning I had a show I had to do out here in the in office. Place, in place of your alarm clock, by the way. It just it just works better when that. Well, just, yeah, use a, use a wind-up alarm clock or a battery-powered alarm clock. Those are fine. Those work great instead of having to deal with having this phone laying around beside your head all night. So there you exactly. go. Exactly. The uh, Department of Transportation actually banned uh, all those Galaxy Note 7s from uh, being allowed on aircraft. And they stopped today. production, too, of, a, of one model of those. So, yeah, you're right, Ted. Yep. Okay. Well, they had to. I mean, you think about it. And why? Because they're getting so hot. Now, that's crazy. Not if it's a battery problem or if the battery was being cooked by the microwave energy, even when the thing was turned off or being used. I don't know. But all I know is when you start heating up batteries, things get really bad really fast, and many times they can explode, which is apparently what was happening in the um, in, in the phones. Now, let's talk about different ways of looking at canker sores. I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with canker sores, uh, and it's just a big nuisance for folks. I mean, I've seen so many people have this. Uh, canker sores affect about 20% of the population, and they're really annoying, and they're painful. And sometimes they're an eye sore. And so you can really help to get rid of these things by using sublingual vitamin B12. Now, if you do this, don't use methyl cyanide cobalamin. That's really important. Make sure it's methylcobalamine. The cyanide is just not, no, it's no good. It's, it's a real inexpensive generic form that you should never use. Uh, the only thing we use in Health Masters is the methylcobalamin for health. It's a great product, and you can chew it up and under your tongue. Let it soak. It has to be better, better sublingually. You need to limit, number two, you can eliminate cow's milk products if you're having problems with canker sores along with B12. And there are also natural oils that you can use, too, that can work very well. For this. Plus, you can start taking garlic. The primary active component of garlic is known as allicin, has been suggested to be an anti-canker sore remedy, laser therapy sometimes, and you can eradicate the Heliobacter pylori infection. And a 2014 meta-analysis found that the H. pylori infection is associated with increased risks of these types of ulcers, and the eradication of this pylori in the stomach can actually get rid of these in some cases and avoid gluten. And again, that's probably because of the glyphosate. There were 200 clinically confirmed reasons to avoid gluten, but regardless of whether you think you're sensitive, those suffer from canker sores, gluten avoidance is a good strategy. In 2008, a study found that these lesions may be markers of chronic gastrointestinal disorders, which can be caused from the glyphosate, again, and from the gluten, and causing malabsorption. The research has concluded the epidemiological association between the celiac disease and these types of ulcers suggests that a recurrent anthias-like ulcers should consider be a risk indicator for celiac disease, and that gluten-free diets helps to lead to their 
avoidance of getting rid of these things. So guys, there's some natural ways of looking at canker sores. Now, one of your, one of your, one of your uh, listeners emailed me and they have scleritis, which is a inflammation of the white part of the eye, or called, also called the sclera, which can be very dangerous and actually cause blindness if it gets bad enough. Scleritis is caused by an autoimmune disease, Doug. It's like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, or it can be caused by injury or chemical reactions. In some cases, the cause of scleritis is actually unknown. But they're, again, they're saying that the best ways to take care of this is large amounts of vitamin C, vitamin A, I would use the cod liver oil, and vitamin B12, again, plus I would take turmeric. Turmeric is probably one of the best anti-inflammatory comp- compounds that you could take, and you can actually avoid a lot of inflammation in your body to by taking the, the turmeric cod liver oil. Now, inflammation is now being recognized, by the way, as a physical cause of depression. In fact, depression is increasingly recognized as a problem rooted in chronic inflammation, Doug, and say, well, other factors may also be involved in can have a profound impact on your mental health. And had one really good quote in here. It said, it's kind of like you have, when you have the flu, your whole system overreacts. You have a lot of inflammation, and people very often find that their mood changes too, their behavior changes. They become less sociable, more sleepy, and more withdrawn. And they're saying that inflammation is the part of the immune system's response to danger. And if it's too high, it causes damage. And they say if about one-third of depressed patients have high, consistently ridiculously high levels of inflammation in the body and how it affects the mood and messes up the blood. And again, turmeric, cod liver oil, vitamin B5, B6, B-complex, and 5-hydroxy-L-tryptophan are the best supplements you're ever going to use to help your body to deal with mood swings. I mean, in fact, we've seen that even cod liver oil by itself massively reduces the risks and the problems associated with mild to moderate forms of depression. Hold that thought, Ted. We're up against our top-of-the-hour break. When we come back, we got one hour left, two segments, with Dr. Ted Brewer of HealthMasters.com. Don't go anywhere. to this final hour of the Hagman Hagman Report. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, tuning in to uh, spending your time with us tonight. You know, you could be spending your time anywhere watching the uh, sports, you know, watching football, baseball, basketball, whatever is on. I don't know what's on. Uh, Eric says baseball. Uh, they, they dug baseball. <laughs> um, and by the way, Eric was uh, almost into the, into the majors uh Little known fact: Eric Vitek almost uh, almost drafted by one of the major league baseball teams. And I can't say much, but I know he can throw a baseball. I think it's like um, you know three hundred and thirty-two miles an hour. Um, only some, twenty miles off. Twenty uh, miles an hour. Off. What's that? What's that? And he's left-handed. No. Uh, well, are you really left-handed? Get the ruler. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's, uh, get the <laughs> folks, I, we're, we're just having a great time here at the end of the week with Dr. Ted Brewer from HealthMasters.com. HealthMasters.com. You want to know where we go for our nutritional supplements? Of course, it's HealthMasters. We don't trust anyone else with, with our nutritional supplements. That includes our daily intake of vitamins, 
uh, in nutritional supplements. It's all healthmasters.com. Uh, don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Walgreens. I mean, you get what you pay for. It's simple as that. We will not, and I'm going to tell you this right now, we will not, we will not promote anyone else's nutritional products because health measures has the best it, we've used them i mean it, it, they turn me around okay and if, if somebody if, if if a product can turn me around i mean my medical uh issues around huh i'm going to stick with it and, and that's healthmasters.com now uh, it does not paying us to say this it's just the way it is and and one of the things i found one of the neatest items that they got folks it's really, it's really a good item. Um, and the more you use it, the more you appreciate it is their water distillers. It, it, it really changes water. And, uh, uh, I could tell you this, our studio dog lady loves the distilled water. And I, I haven't tried, I have not tried this yet, but I think if I put a bowl of distilled water in a regular water side by side, she'd go for the distilled water. I, I haven't tried it, but I could tell you that I've noticed a difference in her water intake it it's it's yeah don't even ask me why you notice this kind of stuff but uh lady and i work close as you know you check facebook uh, uh i think it had my report facebook i have a picture the latest picture of lady on facebook but i just want to say thank you each and every one of you for for your support and your belief and your trust in us because folks things are getting a little rocky out there as you're watching the headlines and, and perhaps Ted will address that here shortly. But uh, let's get back to Ted. Ted, you there? You still there? I'm here. Hey, man, I'm here. Joe, I've got I've got a couple of articles. That we're going to start on all this national news again. I promise everybody the third hour. But I want to finish this. Again, we have a coupon for five percent off. It's a five hundred dollar purchase, and it's it's called Talk to Ted. And what it is, it's a conversation with me. Talk about anything you want to about. Talk about Netflix. Talk about health. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I will personally call you. It will not be a conference call. It'll be a one on one, just me and you. And some of you say, well, I really don't want to talk to you. That's okay. You can just, you know, still get 5% off. Uh, you can get a distiller like Doug just talked about, a few supplements, the magnesium protocol. That's pretty much what you need to get that, they get that purchase in there. And uh, for the first 50 folks, if they want, I'll even add them to my personal database from my home computer and send out an email to them six times a day or so, sometimes a dozen times a day on breaking news as it comes out. And it'll uh, have my personal email address on it. And the reason I'm doing this is I just want to say thank you to all of my supporters and Health Masters family. Uh, you know, why did I pick the $500? Well, simply because I can't talk to everybody. It's impossible. I mean, you guys have millions of listeners. We have who knows how many listeners on our show, and I can't talk to everybody. And, and the biggest thing, too, is this, guys, and, I, and, I, and, and forgive me because I'm not trying to offend anybody, is this. When someone is buying supplements from another company and they're not getting the results that they want, it's very difficult for me to help you with what you're asking me to do using someone else's products that don't work. And I've had this happen so many times, Doug, where people will call me up and I'll be in the office or whatever, and I just happen to pick up the telephone, and they give me a list of products they're taking from Walmart or from GNC or from a plethora of other vitamin manufacturers that produce a lot of products that are really, I think, substandard. And they're telling me, well, this product doesn't work, this product doesn't work, what do I need to do, how do I need to change it? And I'm like, well, I can't help you with your products because I haven't tested any of your products clinically. I don't know how they're even made or how they're manufactured. All I know is the incredible raw material testing and all the things that we do with our products to make sure they're the best you can possibly get because this is what my family and I personally take. So that's why I can't help everybody because so many people want to call me up and say, well, Ted, we need to talk to you, or they'll have a cousin or 
or a friend, friend who's got a sister, who's got a brother, who's got a nephew, who they want me to try to talk to them. These people don't even know who I am. There are 10 people down the chain. It simply doesn't work. So we had to set the limit somewhere there as far as me calling everybody back personally and giving out my personal email list and address to these folks. And that's just what we've done. And, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be mean or whatever. It's just that I don't physically have the time. I'm almost 61 years old, and I don't have the energy to talk to everybody out there. I remember one time, Doug, you may remember Marlon Maddox. He had a show called Point of View, and you know he had millions of listeners also back in the 90s. And I remember the first time I did a show with him, I believe it was back in 1993 or 1990. No, it was 93. Have you 92 or 93? We had three phone lines coming into our office way back then. That's when we had our clinic set up. And I'll never forget, I was on with him for like two hours, and we had 17,000 phone calls blocked from U.S. Sprint from people calling the office. And that's not a joke. I still have the receipt from U.S. Sprint. 17,000 phone calls blocked. It showed up because they tried to call on the 800 line, and they got blocked, 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 blocked. So they gave me a listing of how many shows got blocked. So there's no physical way that I can talk to that many people. And I finally told Sharon, and that's one of the days, that's one of the reasons that I actually stopped doing the counseling like I did back then, because I told him, I said, look, I said, here's the thing, Sharon. I said, if I work the rest of my life, you know, as a nutritionist here, licensed in Florida, which, you know, I don't do anymore. If I did that for the rest of my life, what would happen is I would never reach the amount of people that I can reach on one Marlon Maddox show or one Doug and Joe Hagman show. It's not physically possible because you can't see and talk to that many people. So that's why it's a blessing to me, Doug, when I can do this and I can help as many people as I possibly can. And we've had so many of your listeners and my listeners and Hodges' listeners and all these different shows that I've done over the years have supported Health Masters. I want to thank you for that because one of the things that so many people do is they don't thank people. I'm very reciprocal with all the stuff that we do. And I just want to say thank you so much for your support. It makes our show possible. And then we can support shows like Doug and Joe and Doug Dave and all the other things that we do trying to work with all these other folks, trying to make sure that you get the news and not some altered edition of the news, which is being controlled by the banking cartels. Now, a couple more articles on health, on health and then we're done with this. Pesticide, pesticide manufacturers are now showing their own tests reveal serious harm and death to honeybees. This is, again, through Bayer and a lot of these other manufacturers in Syngenta and how many companies are actually out there producing products they know personally, they've done the research, that kills honeybees. There are several superfoods that can keep your heart healthy. A number one that I look at is wild salmon. Do not use farm-raised salmon ever. A blueberries, oatmeal, citrus fruit. Make sure all these things are organic. Legumes, purple sticks. And by the way, we just got a batch of purple sticks in the last show that we had done with you guys. Uh, we had just run out of purple sticks. Praise God, the manufacturer got them to us. And so our purple sticks are back in stock. And you can get a three-pack special on purple sticks again. And basically, uh, good good nuts are also there to eat. Our almonds, walnuts, pecans are all excellent. Uh, green leafy vegetables, chia seeds, chia seeds, and avocados and pomegranates. Pomegranates are one of the best in class foods when it comes to basically causing major health benefits and to minimize oxidative stress on the heart and the cardiovascular system. Now, one more thing I need to share with you guys, and we'll start on the national news with Trump and all the rest of it. Uh, the FDA must be worried because they've extended the comment period for their supplement guidance. We must use the this timeline to flood the agents. More comments. This is highest level action alert. This past August, just a couple of months ago, 
the FDA issued this long delayed guidance telling the supplement industry how they can bring new products to the market. The guidance deals with how and whether supplement industry is allowed to innovate, create new supplements, also called new dietary ingredients. There are many, many problems with this guidance that basically they want to remove literally thousands of different supplements off the market. Now, guys, this is super important that you contact the FDA, their website, send them an email, and tell them to leave your supplements alone. This is absolutely critical that the supplements are left alone. Because, like, like for instance, we have the Doug Hagman blood sugar protocol, which helped Doug to stabilize his blood sugar. It's basically a support protocol to help your system stay normal as far as blood sugar. When Doug started this program, he was basically taking, you know, these different drugs for pancreatic, for, for his pancreas that actually have been linked to pancreatic cancer. Now guys, there are all kinds of natural ways to reduce blood sugar in your body without the use of drugs. The FDA wants to take this away from us because it's directly affecting pharmaceutical profits for the big corporations, which is really, really kind of sad. Now here's another, I want to start back with Russia real quick. Russia, and I'm sure you guys have already covered this, Doug, this week. Russia has ordered all officials to fly home and any relatives living abroad as tensions mount over the prospect of a global war. Russian officials have been told to bring relatives home to the motherland. Failure to act will put promotion chances at risk, according to local reports. It comes amid worsening relations between the U.S. and Russia over the Syrian crisis, which basically the United States has caused between you guys and me guys. Me. I mean, this is CIA again. The U.S. has pulled plug on the Syrian talks and accused Russia of hacking attacks, and Russia has moved nuclear-capable missiles nearer to the Polish border. Guys, I hope this is all just a bunch of saber-rattling. I really do. But quite frankly, this mafia, this banker-controlled mafia, has gotten so angry at Russia. Because remember, just a few months ago, I read an article from Veterans Today, and it was saying that Russia and Putin said that the West worships Lucifer. And that's okay with him. He doesn't care, but they can leave Russia out of that, that he's not going to worship Lucifer. And, of course, the Luciferian doctrine is what they're trying to do through the United Nations to bring in a one-world government. Remember, the same banking elite, the same banker cartel, these same Rothschilds are the ones who caused the Russian Revolution in the early 1900s, killing literally tens of millions, probably closer to 100 million Russians if the numbers are really truly known, and they didn't care. And they brought in this social system into Russia and communism into Russia, which is one of the things that Hitler was so opposed to and one of the reasons that he was willing to attack the Soviet Union and fight a war on two fronts because he was so concerned about communism. Now, Putin If I can ask you a question here, okay, because from I think from this question, this is the question I've been getting by email. So many today. I mean, hundreds of emails about this question. Don't you find, and I'm going to just ask this to you, don't you find that, uh, now I know what you said is true, the larger picture here, but isn't this a little bit odd, the timing of all of this with respect to the elections and a potential Trump victory? You've got Obama and Kerry stoking the, stoking the bear, poking the bear, stoking up everything. And right now, right before the November 8th elections, is this a coincidence? Of course, I don't believe it is, and I believe it's the, 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 but I mean, what do you say about this? And I'll shut up. Nothing in politics happens by accident. These are all contingency plans. Here's the thing. If, 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 
If and I can say this, and I believe this as God is my witness with all of my heart, if Trump has a fair election, a fair election, he will win in a landslide fashion that Reagan built B. Carter. It will be massive. It will be huge. Same thing with Reagan and Mondale. It'll be monstrous. It'll be unbelievable. He could sweep every state with perhaps the exception of California and New York. And New York, maybe because Trump's basically, you know, from there. So the truth is this. If we don't get hacking in the electoral college and electoral voting machines, Trump had a rally here in Lakeland. This is a small town, 50,000, 60,000 people. There were 10, 15,000 people at the rally in Lakeland. They were parked at the Lakeland Linder Airport, and they were walking for two miles because there was no parking in the airport. Huge airport, no parking there because everybody was at the hangar to see Trump. Kissimmee just had the largest rally it's ever had in the history of Kissimmee. Uh, Fort Walton Beach, Pensacola, all of these places, you know, Panama City had just had the largest rally they've ever had in the history of Panama City. Tens of thousands of people are coming to these rallies. When Hillary has a rally, they bust in 20 or 30 people, and usually they're only using set actors in there because they can't have people with flashbulbs causing her to go into a seizure. And that's one of the reasons that the last debate, they took everybody's phones away from them and their cameras away from them because they don't want to have a bunch of serious, this is the Secret Service didn't want, one of the articles that I had read, that they didn't want them triggering a seizure on her while they were all taking pictures of her while she was speaking and have her go into a basically a levodopa freeze, which we talked about several months ago. And again, we broke that story on your show Friday night before 9-11 back in September. And then 9-11, you did. she called. Yeah, you yeah, did. We did. Yeah, yeah, we broke yeah. it. Yeah. You did. See, uh, uh, yeah, I want to make sure people understand this. You, uh, Your medical experience you laid it all out, and and I'm boasting for you. Uh, regardless, I don't I don't care, but I want I really want people to understand, folks. We bring the news in in, in this platform, and we, with the guests that we have, the stellar guests like Ted Brower, he's the one that laid all of this out. You're hearing a lot of the mimicking by, by others, by exactly what Ted said. So I just want to verify that and and validate what you said, Ted. I just really want people to appreciate the fact that you said that first. Not that it that we're bragging about that, but People have to understand that information, the value of information, you know, it's more valuable the uh, the sooner that you receive it. So go ahead. Well, you know, last last summer, a year and a half ago, we broke the, I was one of the first people that broke the story on the dead doctors on your show. I was the first. You were the first national show that carried that story. That's why it's had millions of views, millions of listeners already about that. So, I mean, we don't – see, here's the thing, Doug. Back in the 80s. When I first started Health Masters back in 1981, we've been in business now for 35 years. When I first started the company, I realized almost immediately that there were problems in the food supply and there were poisons that we were being fed. I was one of the first people that openly and diametrically opposed trans fats and hydrogenated oils. I was one of the first people that nationally spoke against sodium nitrite in luncheon meats and its link to pancreatic cancer and it's linked to intestinal tumors and cancers. I was one of the first people that spoke about paralytic shellfish poisoning and the dangers associated with eating raw shellfish and shellfish in general because of high levels of arsenic, lead, and mercury. I was one of the first people that warned people about eating aspartame because of the association between brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, and optic nerve degradation. And when I did all of these things and I talked about sugar and its association with ADD and ADHD and red dyes and blue dyes and all the side effects associated with chlorine and fluoride, I was doing this in front of groups as large as 40,000 in the 90s. And then I broke the story about, about the bovine growth hormone and Monsanto products 
and how you should never eat, you know, basically, you know, dairy products that are basically not organic because of the bovine growth hormone. And then I talked about the dangers associated with coffee, increasing the risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, and breast cancer in women. And then I talked about alcohol causing massive increases in pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and breast cancer, and how you should never drink red wine, that you can take resveratrol capsules, which are grape skin capsules, and get the same effect as red wine without causing all of the horrible, horrible side effects. I broke all of these stories back in the past 35 years, some of them as far as 30 years ago, and mainstream science now has just caught up to what I was teaching back in the early 80s. And that's what's crazy about all of this stuff. So guys, listen to me for a second. My kids haven't been vaccinated. I don't play that game with my children. If you and I told Austin when he went into the he was going to go into the Marine Corps back about eight years ago when Obama won the election. In fact, he'd been accepted in the officer candidate school. He was going to be one of the youngest officers ever in the history of the United States Marines. He was accepted into the officer training program at the age of 19 when he had first graduated with his bachelor's degree. He was going in as an officer as a teenager, which is pretty much unheard of in the United States Marine Corps. And I told him, I said, Austin, you've not been immunized. You're going to have to make sure you get an immunization waiver. If you decide to go into the military, because I can't tell you what you should do or what you shouldn't do at your age any longer. You're 19 years old. But what I will tell you is this. I've protected you up to this point, knowing what I know about immunizations and what they do and all the mercury and all of the aluminum and all of the junk. I said, so you have to make that choice. But then after Obama won the election, he didn't have to make the choice, Doug and Joe, because he said he wasn't going to serve underneath Obama, that he disrespected the man so much that he had absolutely no interest in him being commander-in-chief and having to answer to what he wanted him to do, especially going into these wars and into these conflicts with absolutely no reason to do so when the carnage is absolutely awful and what they do with the military. So i got to give Austin credit for all of that. So that's the same thing I tell all my kids. I say, well, look, when you're 18 years of age, if you want to do this, if you want to go get shot up, and I have a friend of mine who's a pastor, a good friend of mine, dear friend, whose son was protected and didn't have any vaccines, and then the, the, the pastor is diametrically opposed to vaccinations. And his son, when he went off to college, first thing he did, got all of his vaccines, all of them. Now, he could, he could have been, he didn't have to, he was 21 years old. He didn't have to have any vaccines at all, but he decided to get all of his vaccines. And the father couldn't believe that he had done this. Well, then he had a baby, he got married, had a child, started vaccinating the infant. Even though his own father had protected him against that, he chose a different route. Now, guys, here's the thing about this. If you listen to my talk show today, and this afternoon, you'll hear, you'll hear it. Gosh, you'll hear it in 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, at 10 o'clock tonight after this show, and it's Austin and my wife talking. I'm not even on the show. And it's going to sound like all three of us are reading from the same script. And the reason for that, and I can say this because it's by the grace of God, is that I have provided sufficient leadership to my family over the past 33 years to teach them in the way they should go, which is what the Word of God says. And I've trained them since they were children. Hey, look, these are the results. It's like my wife said she was kind of laughing, but she wasn't kidding. I don't tell her what to do. You guys saw how type A she is. I don't do that. I've learned over 30 years ago, after we've been married for 33 years now, that I'll give her suggestions, and I'll say, well, honey, if we do it this way, this will happen. If you do it this way, this will happen. What do you want to do? And she goes, and she always asks me, well, what do you want to do? And I always say, well, this we can do this way, as I suggest. She goes, okay. Now, every once in a while, we have to make a decision that we disagree on. And what she has done as a godly wife and, and as an alpha female who understands what biblical principles mean, she always defers that decision to me. She goes, well, Ted, this has to be your decision because we disagree. We have to do it the way you want to do it. Now, you say, well, I can't believe she does that for you. Well, I'm blessed. Now, a lot of women don't want to do that. 
a lot of husbands don't want to treat their wives with that type of respect. But guys, let me give you a little bit of advice. If you treat your wife like she's the most important thing to you in your entire life, except for your relationship with Jesus Christ and with God Almighty, if you treat her like that, like she's a Stradivarius violin, that she's worth more than all the diamonds and rubies in the world, you treat her like that, she will be amazed at how good she'll treat you and how great your marriage will be. You see, that's what we have to understand as Christians. We have to give one another. See, a marriage can't be 50-50. It doesn't work that way. A marriage has to be 100%, 100% both directions. And that's what we've learned together after all of these years, is I want 100% of what she wants. She wants 100% of what I want. We're always doing everything we possibly can to please one another in all the areas of our life. And when we do that, we have this incredible love for one another, this incredible passion still in our marriage, and we are good friends. And we really like each other. And see, when you have that type of relationship with your wife or with your spouse, then I can just hand her the microphone and say, hey, go talk to Doug and Joe for a few minutes on the show and talk about some issues and tell them about how you feel about what we should do as far as Trump. And she does that because and that, well, I wasn't scripting her. I was just in the same room with her. I was in the other room. But I knew I could completely and totally trust her. That's the type of relationship that God wants to have with us, and that's the type of relationship He wants to have with us, that He wants us to have with our spouse and with our children. And guys, listen, Amen. Just a, listen and I, I know I'm, I'm kind of preaching a little bit here right now, but the reason I'm saying all this is this. What God wants for you is so wonderful, and it's so great, and it's so amazing, and it's so overwhelming that He'll do anything for you. He'll even let you go to hell if you want to do that. He's not going to force you to accept Jesus Christ or Yeshua. Yahweh's not going to do that. But what he will do, he'll do anything he can for you when you accept him because through the blood of the covenant, through the cross, through the Holy Spirit, you get connected to God Almighty in his dimension and he shares with you a small portion of his omnipotence, his omniscience, his omnipresence, and he allows you the authority to put the devil under your feet. And Sharon said something so really good tonight. She said, guys, we've got to thank God already that Trump is president. Now, to go back to what you were saying about Obama and the war, they know that Hillary can't defeat him in a legitimate election. They know that. They know that their polls are cooked. They know that the poll that was done last month with 50,000 independents, Republicans, and Democrats, one-third, 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 that Trump won won by like 67%. They know that. So they know if they have a legitimate election, there is absolutely no way that Hillary Clinton is going to take this. So they have contingency plans. Remember, if Trump gets elected November the 8th, and we find out November the 9th or late November the 8th that he's taken every single state, he's not president yet. He doesn't have his inauguration until January. They have plenty of time to basically declare war or do whatever they want to do with Russia in a two-month period to allow Obama to stay in office and to declare martial law. That's a possibility that we've got to look at. Now, if they do put Trump in and he comes in in January, they're probably going to collapse the economy. I want to just let you guys know what's probably going to happen. All they have to do is raise interest rates, bond prices are going to collapse, and the stock market is going to collapse almost overnight, like it did back in 80, 90, 2007. So, guys, we have to pray. And we also have to realize that if we get Trump in, that we're probably going to have a lumpy, rocky time like we had with the Reagan's first couple of years when he first became president. Because Trump has to reboot the economy. They have done everything they can to siphon the jobs off, siphon the industry off, to steal everything they can, to sell everything they possibly can of the assets of the United States to the Chinese and to other entities, to indebt us with 
all of the sale of bond and treasury bills. They have done this on purpose because they knew if they could do this to us, they could cripple the United States. Because the industrial powerhouse that we were back in 1913, 1912, before the implementation of the Federal Reserve Act, before the Rothschild banking cartel, the, the, the horsemen of the apocalypse, you could call them, took control of the United States and then took final control after the Exchange Stability Fund was implemented in 1934, they knew they couldn't take the power of the United States away. They had to defang us. They had to make the men in the United States servile. They had to make them pansies. They had to make them girly man. They had to tell every that liking a woman is bad. That like, if, if, a, if a man likes a woman, that's bad. If a, if a woman likes if a, man, a woman likes a man, that's bad. That's all wrong. That we can't have any of those stereotypes. We can't use he or she. We have to have bathrooms for men that have little girls in them because that's all okay. They had to take everything away from us and insult us and tear us down to the lowest possible common denominator to destroy the very fabric of the society that made the United States what the United States is. Now, if we allow... You're absolutely right, Ted. Hey, can you hold that thought? We were up against the the break. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was was, was on a roll. But go ahead. You're right. Go ahead. We got uh, our third or our last segment, uh, sixth and final segment, right after this short break. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted Brewer. Stay with us. segment of the Hagman Hagman Report, a very special guest, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Folks, join us, too, on social networking. That's uh, Hagman Report on Facebook and uh, at Hagman Report on Twitter. Of course, we have an Instagram account as well, Hagman Report. There, um, my daughter tells me that she she put up a picture on Instagram. Huh. Yeah. Eric just said, yeah. Yeah, she did. Cute. Anyway, uh, Dr. Ted Brower talking about geopolitical events in this segment. Russia, of course, if you just check out the front page of Drudge and you can see how close, how mind-numbingly close we are to uh, events, potential life-changing events uh, here. And right before the break, uh, Dr. Ted Brower was giving us his assessment and his well-reasoned, well-researched assessment. Believe me, well-researched indeed. Uh, this man knows history. Dr. Ted Brower knows history. And you can, you could tell, just tune into his show every day. And of course, his show is going to be on the Global Star Radio Network right after the close of our show. So listen to that. But, uh, Ted, I'm going to kick, kick it back to you because this is important stuff here. We're seeing things that, uh, the, the power elite don't want Trump in. Of course, Hillary is the flavor of the day for the globalists. And of course, they're going to do anything in their power to, to stop a, a free and fair election. Yeah. You're, you're right. Now, you know, if folks will take this phone number down, 641-552-5310. That's a 24-hour listen line to the Ted Nossen Brower Show. 
Uh, you can hear it any time of the day. Just don't listen to it from 7 to 10 at night, Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, <laughs> when Doug and Joe are on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you guys ball, but that's just, I don't want to do that. But 641-552-5310. Most cell phones are free phone calls. It's a free call. It's, I, don't, I don't know where the area code is, but it's 641-552-5310. And you can just put that in in your contacts, and you can hear the Ted Nofson Brower Show as – Anytime you want, middle of the night, driving down the road. It doesn't use any data. You can just go, you know, you can plug it into your telephone, play it through your speakers on your dash, and basically hear the show and not use any data from the internet and get a free phone call out of it. Here's an article from Parenting Magazine, and it warns that blonde, cheerful families are dangerous and they're likely right wing. I don't even know what to say about this. This is called Baby and Family. This Parenting Magazine has told readers to beware of families who are inconspicuous and cheerful as these are warning signs that indicate they might be right-wing and thus dangerous. And it was depicted with illustrations featuring only blonde women and children, the report says, and ordinary parents must take action against right-wing families and make clear that their ideology has no place in the world. I, I don't even know, when I first read this, I had to verify it to make sure this wasn't a spoof. It says it's a high-circulation German magazine, and it says... It's, it's basically this. It's precisely the great risk as such people are just as dangerous, not more than a gang of Nazi skinheads. The identifying features of right-wing families, it contends that they are inconspicuous, blonde, cute, and engaged. First of all, right-wing families are nice and dedicated. Michaela Kritik, sociologist and researcher of right-wing extremism at the Frankfurt University of Applied Sciences, alleges. Researcher of right-wing politics, Eva Prausner, says a huge danger of right-wing families is that they seem normal. Because of this, she says, many parents will already have good established relationships with them to the point that they're no longer marginalized and worse get support. What There are different types of right-wing families. Baby and Family asserts that daycare centers should always seek help when dealing with them. And it says the right has many forms, definition of what is extreme and what is not difficult. It says but asserts that all the manifestations must be dealt with because of right-wingers could spread their views when meeting with other parents on the playground. It says that their children of right-wing parents are not necessarily different than other children, but they're very obedient, and they may not talk as much. You know, Doug, when I read this, I thought, what is wrong with these nutbags in Germany, and why are they allowing magazines like this to come out? Because I guess these right-wing families in Germany are diametrically opposed to the massive infusion of Muslim refugees coming into Germany and into Europe to wreak havoc on their economies and to destroy the social structure of the family units there. I mean, can you believe that a magazine would actually put out rhetoric like this, warning people against blonde-haired, blue-eyed folks, that they are right-wing, they could be dangerous because they're too friendly, the kids are too respectful, and they don't talk much? I mean, you can't even make stuff like this up, right? I mean, how do you make stuff like this up? No, you're, you're, you're right. I, I mean, it's the, the, the yeah, I... I no comment here. No. It's, you, you can't comment on stupidity. Uh, well, no. Here's another article that says Clinton received debate questions a week before the debate on the first, uh, to the first debate, of course, in according to resources. And they quote these folks to say basically she uh, basically had scripted, scripted responses ready for every question when asked at the first debate. She had the facts and numbers and memorized for specific questions, and it was very doubtful she would have without being furnished the questions beforehand. Uh, basically, Trump got set up on the first debate. Now, what he did... He got back on his heels because he got basically defensive on the first debate. The second debate, he came out swinging when she came out swinging because she's got the doggone 
whore of a husband who said he slept over with, with over 2,000 women and has raped and abused so many women that, that they don't even have not red records for it. And so basically she wanted to bring up this whole trumped up story about this thing with Billy Bush and what was going on with all of that. And it backfired on her badly, Doug. In fact, one of the other articles that I have said that she has tried now to back out of the third debate because it's not going to help her. But let's see if that's even possible, if she's capable of doing this. Another executive order has now been signed. It says the United Nations is allowed to use force on U.S. citizens. The United Nations military troops may soon arrive and see action on American soil following the United States' announcement of support for a set of principles they give a green light for U.N. peacekeeping troops and military police to use force to protect civilians and armed conflicts in the United States of America. I'm sure you guys have already reported on this. Guys, you know, Dave Hodges talked about this years ago, about the Russians and the Chinese and all the different countries right now on U.S. soil. And it seems as though that the Justice Department doesn't seem to care. What do you guys think about this? Joe well, um there you know there's um I don't know you know at this point in the in the race it's um I mean you know what where do you even start seriously I want to comment on the debate um though you mentioned about Hillary Clinton yeah. you know not wanting the third debate I've read in a number of different sources that she's taking the next five days off in preparation for and, and the, who, the following debate. Who does that? Who does that? Who needs, you know, five days of rest or even seclusion to prepare for, a, you know, 90-minute, two-hour debate, um, especially when you have, you know, it's already come out and people are, are phrasing it like this, that the media is an extension of the Clinton campaign. That's right. And when you have all these people working for you um, and... and you know, just destroying Trump. And even Biden was interviewed by Meet the Press, which will air Sunday. He um, came out and said that Bill Clinton had paid the price for his uh, being impeached for his sexual assaults and whatnot and the, the scandals. But Trump is a, is a predator. And, you know, he... Oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and this is what... I mean, this election has been just so intense with the personal attacks. They've been able to go through this whole process without even really talking about the important issues. And I think that's um this so whole thing everything's off the rails, man. I mean if you, you, I think Ted you were right to to say, you know, screw the election talk. It, pardon my language, but you know, I mean well, this whole yeah. it, it's what do you even well, the, the thing about it is, Doug and Joe, you know, it's a lie. I mean, when you know that the Rothschild banking cartel, the international banks control almost all of the major U.S. corporations now, all of the media. And, of course, Bill Clinton, remember, did this because back in the 90s, he deregulated the Federal Communication Commission as far as the ability of corporations to come in and buy and control more than one media outlet in a given city. Back then, if a company like Bright House or Comcast or or you know you know where Clear Channel came in, they could only own one radio station or one TV station in a city, and all of these other radio stations and TV stations were either mom and pop operations or a single corporation. And when Bill did the deregulation on that with the SEC and allowed companies like Clear Channel to come in and buy up every single show, every single station in a city, then at that point in time they could dictate who and what they would allow to be on as a guest. 
I used to do up to 40 talk shows a week, Doug and Joe, back in the early 90s before this regulation occurred. I was on so many. I, I remember the first time I advertised in a booklet that was called the Radio TV Interview Report. It doesn't work anymore because of what I'm fixing to tell you. But I had over 100 interviews from an ad that I placed in this magazine. And a lot of these interviews were with huge single station shows morning shows in major markets that did huge numbers of book and tape and CD sales. Back then it was audio cassette. Now the craziest thing about all of this is that when Clinton deregulated that, they started coming in and doing more and more constructive programming and telling their show producers and their, their general managers who and what they could have on the air and who or what they could promote. In other words, if they were doing drug commercials, they would not allow any alternative news people to come on or alternative health people to come on because they didn't want them to talk about the drugs that they were promoting during the commercials because the drug companies owned these radio stations through their interlocking corporate directorships because they were also owned through the same directorships, the interlocking corporations, by the, by the banking corporations. This is exactly what the international banking cartel did in post-World War I Germany. I've talked to you guys about that so many times. They went in and they bought up everything on the, on the, on the German stock exchange, and they stayed ahead of the inflation curve with the Weimar Republic printing money hand over fist. And then when it was all over with, at the end of the hyperinflation, the bankers came out of the other end owning all the major industry in Germany. That's one of the reasons that German people hated these guys so bad and the problem was these international banking, the, the Rothschild group is almost all Jewish. That's why this anti-Semitism started so heavily because of the Treaty of Versailles. We talked about that in length before on your show. And I'm not saying that all Jews are involved in this. That's complete nonsense because it's not true. 99% of the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims don't know anything about the bankers anyhow. Well, probably not 99%, probably 90% of all those different groups and don't know anything about this stuff. The problem is, is that that one group controls Hollywood. That, and that's, that was from the communist influence, by the way, these Sabbateans coming in from Russia and from Germany in pre-World War II. People don't understand that. That's when McCarthy started talking about what he talked about. He was a true American patriot. And these folks came in with their communist ideological numbers and, you know, and, and beliefs. Like I read this first guy about this Satan guy who's doing all these films now and trying to invert the reality because they so hate Christianity and what it stands for in the United States, that they've taken over all of this stuff. And this is what happens in all of these different countries that these bankers are involved in, because what happens is now in the United States, they're controlling the media. They're controlling what's being said in Hollywood. I guarantee you Clinton probably got huge money to sign that bill deregulating the FCC back in the early 90s, allowing this to happen. And I remember in the same publication that I would get 100 interviews in, Doug and Joe, 40 up to 40 interviews a week during like Christmas and Thanksgiving when people want to talk about food a lot I would end up getting zero response on the ad that I would run I mean zero response because what had happened is they had been told the producers and the general managers of the store no alternative health people are going to come on the show anymore because we're promoting all of these drugs now see that's how it works they take over the media and they can get their propaganda tools working better see if they have a if, if they have a show like on Star 95 or whatever in Atlanta, which I've done dozens of times when Steve and Vicky was there, and we're talking about alternative treatments for high blood pressure or cholesterol using supplements and dietary change. Then the next time the next show starts on, the first commercial is going to be trying to sell statin drugs and high blood pressure medicine. It competes against them. And this, the narrative that these folks are being given doesn't maintain continuity. It's not contiguous. It, it's not, it's, it becomes incongruent in which I'm telling them one thing. 
the next commercial is telling them something opposite. And so what happens is they can't allow that because propaganda is extremely ineffective if another voice is being heard in the background saying, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, don't believe them. Then suddenly they got to say, we got to shut the guy up who's saying it's a lie. See, that's why Hillary Clinton is so adamant about closing down, you know, the patriot portal, so to speak, of all the alternative talk shows. And see, if she gets control of the Supreme Court, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and she's able to put justices on the Supreme Court that all lean way to the left, they're going to try to take away our Second Amendment rights and everything else. And that's where she's going. That's what she wants to do. She so hates the United States. She's been so indoctrinated by Sal Alinsky. And the thing that bothers me more than anything else is that they've already seen that when you have this communist agenda like this that wants to take over all of this, even Russia has seen it, it simply is not economically viable. It doesn't work. Now, the fascist dictatorship, that works. Hitler proved that. If you have the fascists or the oligarchies running the corporations which are running the company and the country, that will work and produce a lot of product. I guess you could say that with Germany and what they did in the pre-war efforts that they had. But that's what Prescott Bush tried to do, remember? He tried to do a coup of the United States using General Smedley Butler, the most decorated World War I veteran, General Smedley Butler, Congressional Medal of Honor, Honor recipient, to stage a hostile coup against Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1933, but then luckily, supposedly, if you want to call it that, General Butler basically went to Congress and exposed Bush for what he was doing, but then in 1934, we had the Exchange Stability Act, or the Exchange Stability Fund was set up with the seizure of the gold of the United States, and that's when the shadow government took control of the Treasury, and so we lost the United States right there in 33 and 34, right after the Rothschild Banking Cartel, who was basically the folks that had pushed for the Federal Reserve Act, you know, 20 years earlier, right there is when they contracted the M1 money supply in 29, which is the amount of money in circulation, causing a massive shortage of currency, and people went back to using gold and silver in barter and for payment, and that's one of the reasons they had to take the gold and silver away from people and from that generation, because there were too many people still left alive who knew what a dollar's worth of silver or a silver dollar or a gold piece was worth and what you could buy with it, because they had still been using it 20 years earlier. So they knew what they could do with that, so that's why they had to seize all those precious metals and take them away from the American population. This is the same group of people now that are doing the same thing to us right now, and they're setting the stage in the event that Trump wins. Let's say, let's, 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 let's use a scenario. I'm not saying this is going to happen. Let's just use a scenario. Let's say that they decide they're going to hack in to the die-bold voting machines the Democratic Party is or the globalists are, and they're going to give Hillary the election illegally. What happens, Doug, if the Russian hackers or any other hackers are better than the Democratic hackers and they stop them from doing that and Trump wins the election because they can't break into the Diebold machines effectively enough or they are stopped from doing so and suddenly the very election they were trying to skew and the very election they were trying to cheat us out of ends up being done correctly and Trump wins. See, that's why they're saying they're going to start doing cyber attacks against Russia three, four weeks before the election. Are they trying to destroy their ability to come in and do anything? Or what about another country? How about these other people that are involved in this? How about the guys that are sitting in their mama's basement who wants Trump in the office? And basically, they can also do cyber attacks. As for me, I don't know much about computers. I couldn't do any of that anyhow if I wanted to because I would have no interest in doing it. But the point is, there are all kinds of people out there that have the ability to hack into the DNC's basically the website, pull all these 
emails out, expose all of these people for the frauds and the con guys and the charlatans and the doggone grifters that they are, bunch of thieves, bunch of lowlife, bunch of Satanists. I mean, Hillary Clinton says she's going to go up in the attic and pull out the old rabbit's foot and sacrifice a chicken in the backyard to Moloch in her, in her emails. Doug and Joe, who talks like that? Who says stuff like that? That's the yeah, kind of really. sickos, that's the kind of sickos that we have that are running the planet with the globalists, with the Sabbateans. And they're scared to death that their reign on this planet is coming to an end and that we're going to do something about it and that we, the people, are going to stand up in mass and say, hey, we don't want to be involved with this anymore. We want you guys out of here. See, all we have to do is nationalize the Federal Reserve. That's all we have to do. And then we have to negotiate the debt that they've sold. So they were smart. When they sold us our money at interest... They sold that paper they sold us through treasury bills and bonds to other countries to basically tie everybody else into the national debt of the United States government. Now, if right. they had done that, if they had kept all that paper themselves, which they could have kept, then we could have just told all those guys to pound salt because there wouldn't be other countries like China and Russia owning a big chunk of the United States through debt. And we could have just told these, these Rothschild banking boys to pound salt, to leave, we're nationalizing everything. But because of the way they did it, they set it up so that now we're going to default on all these payments to all these other countries that we sold our debt to. See, they did it on purpose. They interlocked us like that with the other countries because they didn't want us to do what we could have easily done, which is what Andrew Jackson did with the Bank of the United States, with Andrew Biddle back in the 1800s, when he pulled their charter away and said, hey, what, boys, guess what? You guys fought the War of 1812 to get your Bank of America in here to put us into slavery and into bondage, you den of vipers. He said, we're getting rid of you boys, and we're getting rid of you guys immediately, and I'm not going to renew your charter. You're out, and you're gone. Well, then they tried to kill him twice or three times, I don't remember, and they ended up basically causing the Civil War. This whole thing has been about money, Babylonian money magic, and Paul McGuire talks about that so succinctly about how they did that, and so does Steve Quayle. Both of these yes. guys are brilliant, by the way. And so what ends up happening is this is what they've done to us. This is what they've continued to do for us now over a 100 years. And now the United States is finally looking at it and going, hey, wait a minute. Who do we owe these trillions of dollars for? And why are we paying the borrower our own money when the U.S. Congress could have printed it debt-free to start with like we did before 1913? Why are we paying them these giant fees with this compounding interest? And why do we owe tens of trillions of dollars? And why could these guys print $16 trillion in off-book balance sheets as exposed by Ron Paul? And then when asked where the money went, refused to tell us where our own money went, and these all these international banks are taking the money and buying up our stock exchange. I mean, why is this any of this okay? Well, the American population has finally started to figure out, hey, none of this is okay. We want these international bankers out. We're going to nationalize the Federal Reserve. We're going to take our country back, which is what Ron Paul says we need to do, and he's absolutely right. We've got to go back to sound money, but now we've rattled those chains so loud that we want out of the bondage they put us into. These guys are panicking, Doug and Joe, and they want to do everything they possibly can to stop the movement. And if that means taking us to war, that's what they're going to do. In fact, that's what Jero Salente says. He goes, when and, all and else they Take yeah. yeah, and and we're, we're we're at the precipice of war, or the, the provocations against the Russia, absolutely incredible. And Hillary is part of this. I just want you you mentioned about uh, uh, hacking the voting machines. I don't know how many people know this, but right now um, there are 307 counties in 16 states, diebold machines uh, through uh, Smartmatic. Those are owned by George Soros. That's right. So there you go. Mm -hmm. And see, see, but Doug, if Russia or another country hacks back into them and puts the vote back right like it's supposed to be, 
and releases the information through their emails and what the votes right. are supposed to be, now they got a problem. Now they've got an election that's going to be contested if they allow Hillary to go in and they know that she lost. See, so that's what they're all scared about. They don't know what to do because they can't stop the hacking. Apparently, it's just it's rampant, and apparently well, the firewalls it, aren't working. Yeah, and, and I think they, they they want, and I've said this all along. They, with respect to the elections, at the very least, they want to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the winner if it's if it's Trump. That's right. And you know, so, so uh, can you imagine the uproar in this country if? Uh, uh, well, I, I can't see any way out of the uproar in this country unless it's a very decisive win for Trump that is beyond uh, reproach or beyond, you know, uh, but that's just me. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, we have to keep the globes on the run. Look what they did yeah. to Bernie Sanders. They yeah. openly admitted in their emails <laughs> no, yeah. that they stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders. They openly yeah. admitted it. I mean, how much more blanket fraud do you need to see than that? I mean, unbelievable. To the point that the Bernie Sanders people were openly booing sure. at the Democratic National Convention that they boycotted, left their seats, you know, and they had to bring seat fillers to come in and fill the seats. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable what we've seen in this election cycle. And quite frankly, if you're bored right now, you're not awake. <laughs> yeah. mean, there's some crazy stuff. Now, I know we're almost out of time. Coupon code this month is Talk to Ted. It's a 5% off coupon, $500 or more. And I will personally call you guys up and talk to you as long as you want, or at least, well, at least 15 minutes, depending on how many phone calls we're going to be making. <laughs> and I'll also add you, if you want, to my personal outbound email list. We have a few people available and now. I think we only have 50 slots available for that, so we can do that. And again, I want to thank everybody for supporting us. And you know, guys, and so many of you have called the office and I've been there, you know that. I always return your phone calls if you need to talk to me and I do the best I possibly can if I can get back to you. But this time I'm gonna make an effort and I will call everybody back who does this as a thank you for supporting us. Really I really do, I, I appreciate you guys for that. Anyhow, so now here's another article. Bank of America warns of imminent recession. Market is so fragile it's downright scary. It says we are seven years into a full-fledged, all-out central bankers doing everything they can to stimulate demand. Head of this is what a make of America, America Merrill Lynch, head of the U.S. Equity and Quantitative Strategy said. We looked at all of these indicators; they've been pretty good at forecasting recessions, and we extrapolated that at the fall of the current trends that they were on, we're going to have a massive recession sometime in the second half of next year. And what scares me is this market is so fragile; there's no telling what's going to happen. They're even running at negative interest rates now. For the first time in five years, U.S. construction spending has fell off in August from year to year. The Dow Jones drops charges against arms dealer. No, I'm sorry, the DOJ, Department of Justice, drops charges against the arms dealer who threatened to expose Hillary arming Islamic terrorists. I'm sure you guys have already covered that story. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. completely dropped the story. Completely dropped. Dropped the charges against him after he basically capitulated and, and fell on his own sword. Uh, Jerry Brown signs a law to stop only anti-Muslim bullying in California. So you can still bully Christians, you can still bully Jews, you can still bully Hindus and Buddhists, but you can't bully Muslims, which I find kind of odd. Extra points for bullying Christians and Jews. <laughs> well, well, the whole thing about it is, is that you know Christians, when we accept Jesus Christ, I mentioned this earlier in the show, and we become connected with God and His dimension. You know, we have authority over these people and over these demonic entities. And I want you to—I want to say something. I'm going to go on the record with this on your show because I did it on my show already. 
I personally believe, and I'm not saying this metaphorically, they may think I'm crazy or what, because I believe in what the Word of God says, and I know that demon possession is very real because Jesus talked about it in the New Testament. I personally believe that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton both, and also Barack Obama, are all demon-possessed. I believe that with all of my heart. Now, you may think, well, that sounds crazy, Ted. I can't believe you believe that. I'm not speaking in metaphors here, and I'm not saying, you know, this is not an analogy. I believe these guys are demon-possessed, because there's no way on this earth that these guys would want this type of death toll from a nuclear war, unless they're doing it as some type of human sacrifice, like we talked about on the one show we did is 9-11 as a man. Wow. Do we uh, lose it? Ritual there sacrifice. Perhaps it's go. time that they're, they're, they're interdimensional masters that control the people doing this. Uh, you hear what I said? I'm sorry. Did, did, yeah, did you, no, you were... You, yeah, 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 you cut out a little bit. Uh, yeah, we, we have about 45 seconds left anyway, my brother. But uh, a good, if you're going to cut out, it's a good time to cut out uh, <laughs> in, 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 anyway. Uh, well, I want to thank I, you for the show. Uh, go I, ahead, sir. All the listeners tonight, I love you, and I appreciate you guys. I want you to know that I just... Uh, I tell you what I'm going to do, Doug. I'm going to change that coupon. I was thinking about this when I was talking. I'm going to make the Talk to Ted a 5% discount for everybody who uses that coupon code. I'm going to have Austin change that tonight. And for anybody who orders $500 or more, I will do the consultation with them. Because I was thinking through that for a second ago. I said, I'm going to go ahead and offer the full 5% discount. I'll have Austin change that tonight or tomorrow morning first thing. Uh, hopefully, I'll get it done in just a few minutes. Because I want to make that a 5% off on any purchase. And if you order $500 or more on that coupon code, then you could talk to Ted for 15 minutes. Not that I'm something special to talk to. <laughs> but but I'll be, I may have a couple answers for you that you may need. So, guys, thank you so much. And I appreciate everybody listening tonight. All right, my brother. And, th- and thank your lovely wife uh, on our behalf as well for, well, for so joining blessed. our program. I will. And guys, thank you. I appreciate you both. God bless. Appreciate Thanks, you as Ted. well. God you have bless a great you. weekend. And folks, that'll do it for us tonight. I mean, what a great, what a great guest. And you can catch Ted Brower, of course, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Uh, his show airs before ours and immediately after ours. 4 to 5 p.m. each weekday and then right after ours. And don't forget again, this Sunday, both my father and I will be on Dave Hodges' The Common Sense Show in the first hour, 8 o'clock on Sunday. And we will be uh, doing that every Sunday for the foreseeable future. You know, folks, I've got a lot to say about what's taking place on a, on a global level and also on a domestic level. The fruits of our research from the WikiLeaks coming at you. Watch HagmanReport.com this weekend. Watch our social networking feeds. We're going to be sharing a lot with you. Until Monday, however, for the regular Hagman and the Hagman Report, God bless. Stay safe. 